Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, and RockofTalk.com. <clears throat> 550 55 Musk uh, is back in the saddle again uh, here. Glad to have him uh, on board. Good and, to be back. Uh, here he is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the D-Dowd Muska 3000. Uh, bigger, better than ever. <laughs> and sorry about your loss. We all prayed for the, you know, your dog. Uh, so well, my my dog is great aunt, really. My my, uh, I, I've known her for six years. She was fifteen and a half, and uh, now my girl over at uh, what I call the Priestly Place Home for Wayward Goldens is the only golden left because Miss Kohani passed away. And Eddie, it's very, I don't want to be little human loss, but there's a degree of separation when the when the person dies, the the funeral industry takes over. Like you don't have the body when you lose a dog. You, I literally laid a dog in its grave yesterday. It's it's, it's different, you know. Yeah. I really feel it, um, and I'm not likening that to people. I'm not trying to say I'm my pain is you know worse. It's not. I, it, but it, it's tough. I, I knew Miss Kay a long time. She was a good old soul, and now my golden out on her home in Corrales is the only only golden on the property left. So uh, hey, it sounds like new puppy time for me, right? There we go. <laughs> we go uh, puppy window shopping. That old Hank Williams show. Uh, window shopping, right, right. you're only looking around, so we have to go. You don't have uh, places where you can go shopping for puppies like we did when we grew up in the malls. I remember going to Coronado Center. One of my favorite things to do was go look at all the wonderful oh, dogs and puppies and everybody that was there. I loved it. <laughs> but they banned the uh, puppy mills and all that kind of stuff. So, And it's that time, you know, remember, uh, everybody, uh, look at that beautiful, bright sun. Remember, your dog does not like that if it's hanging out in the car for very long. So it's got a, a giant fur coat on. So uh, just keep that in mind. Well, and new dogs came into my life. I'm I'm uh, just in the neighborhood. This is not a business. It's just in the neighborhood. I'm taking care of people's dogs. And more, more and more and more the neighbors are saying, hey, let's have, uh, personally, I'm known as David, not D. So oh, David, come over. So I started at a new house today with a couple of golden doodles who I'm sort of learning their, their house rules. And, uh, you know, as long as dogs are in my life, D. Dowd Musk is going to be okay. There you go. All right. Uh, I'm glad we're all good. we got lots to get to uh, today. Crime during the second hour, uh, including uh, some pretty jarring information coming out of the uh, Northeast Heights substation for the Albuquerque Police Department. We were tracking that last night, and uh, we'll get to that story right before we get to Murder Mike as well. Uh, talk about free stuff, free speech, and uh, we'll delve into that 1-6 commission as well. Oh, my gosh. It's this, this country has taken a turn for the worst in uh, many ways. So now we're going to go ahead and uh, go against uh, every right-winger, anybody who's associated, who's with Trump. But I will tell you, there's some exciting news that's coming up. And I believe the second half of this year is going to look very different than the first half of this year. And, you know, you think that these uh, Democrats can bully us around? I mean, in New Mexico, I suppose they can to a certain degree, except for me and a few others. I mean, we can bully Branson and... Uh, Richardson and Michelle Luhan Grisham to get here, but when it really kind of comes down to, you know, what's been happening, it is not good. And we've got an election a week away. And one of the best things that you can do, I think, as a candidate is inspire people. And as we all look to leadership in every way, shape, and form, you need to be inspiring as far as energy, in terms of generating interest, in terms of... Um, 
let's just say, representing the core values of the party. And there's a real good reason why you want to represent those core values. Because the people who move the needle, who become motivated, and we all remember Langston when he was involved with the Trump campaign. I mean, he is as hardcore Trump and hardcore conservative at the time as they as they came. He got relieved from his duties last year all of a sudden. And you notice what happened with the Trump campaign? It just nosedived, okay? And besides, how do you get rid of a black man who's leading the Trump campaign in the state of New Mexico? I mean, what is it that happens here in the state of New Mexico? Now, say what you will about uh, inspiring people, but, you know, 23, 24, 25-year-old Langston inspired quite a few people. Not so with Mark Moores. Here's the latest information uh, coming out. And, uh, you know, hate to say that we told you so. You know, we'd like to kind of hope, but when you don't see a path, you don't see a path. And the state of New Mexico, uh, or excuse me, uh, more properly, CD1 does not see a path for Mark Moore. So I'm going to read you the poll that has just come out. Uh, this all but uh, pretty much cancels things out. This is, polls is propaganda. I want you to understand that. I want you to take into account that every single poll that comes out is meant for a purpose. If someone's putting out a poll, it's meant to generate a certain action in you who has not voted. So you, if you have not voted, I would say, get your ass out of bed, get your ass out of the house, get your ass and motivate other people if you guys really want to go ahead and want Mark Morris to win. Now, I'm a Republican, so I'm going to vote for Mark Morris. Uh, I'm going to hold my nose to a certain degree because, uh, you know, I contacted, I reached out to him. Here he's reaching out to everybody else, uh, but he's not reaching out to me. And I'm the one who had goods to basically destroy the man before the election. And if you want to continue not to contact me, then I guess we can talk about all of those things at another moment. I would not do that. I do not do that, especially when we're all supposed to be wearing the same jersey. Now, I'll leave that, you know, at your feet right there, and let's just talk about the polls. Those polls are propaganda meant to suppress your ability or limit, limit your confidence or limit your inspiration, your purpose, and getting behind a candidate or a cause, okay? It just is. That's the way polls work. They are, from the very day those polls started on anything, way back when they first started polling, it was meant to generate behavior. I don't know how else, and I've done a lot of econometric training. I understand how you can skew public opinion, how you can make people feel like, ah, well, he's going to lose anyway. Oh, he's going to win, and she's going to win anyway. You know, it kind of works both ways. There's, this is the pendulum. If I'm in the position of Mark Moores, I would not be. Trust me, I'd generate a hell of a lot more uh, inspiration than that. But if I was in Mark Moore's position today at 33%, versus Melanie Stansberry at 49%, I would let them just go ahead and fill the room full of confidence. If I had that much to make up, then I would huddle. Right? Uh, we all know that Mark Morris knows what a huddle is, uh, the first ridiculous commercial that came out. I, I don't know who's doing the PR for that. I, that just literally, you were talking about flattening the curve for COVID. That it, here's the flattening of the curve of, of inspiration. That ridiculous commercial that was put out by some very bad political uh, advisors was put out is not generating anything. I would tell Mark Morris to huddle with every single grassroots organization that he possibly can and just say, yeah, they've got it in the bag. And then grassroots the you-know-what to motivate the hell out of things for the next week. 
Because that's all you got. Now, there's a lot of people who have come to me, and seldom do you know more about politics than I do. And it's not me condescending you, but you just don't. I've been at this for as long, reading people, understanding things, making predictions. There's no better punter on politics than me. I can see the forest and the trees, both of them, at the very same time when it comes to politics. I will give you an instantaneous gut reaction and read on things. I have told Dowd on a number of occasions, here's this, 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 and this. Watch what happens. And then there's Dowd, the 3,000, just putting all the logic and reasoning behind it. I trust my gut. I rarely go against myself, even if I'm critical of myself. And let me just say this. As we're looking down this next week, and they're trying to motivate that base to go, and I did invite Joe Monahan to come on. Joe Monahan's mailing it in. He's like, oh, this poll's coming in. Uh, why do I need to even talk about anything? Can you imagine not generate generating enough interest in a race? Well, the Republicans are telling themselves lies again, ladies and gentlemen, because they don't want to listen to somebody who actually is giving them good advice, who actually wants to see them win. Me, 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 me. Okay? And they think that they're going to have this surge out on voting day. Here's the problem. This is a special election. And if you aren't advertising, and if you aren't putting out information, Steve Pierce, Robert Aragon, RPM, you aren't going to win. You have Nancy Pelosi literally lifting up her dress, God forbid, and dropping 100K right there. For Melanie Stansberry, who has $1.3 million. What do you think the pushback that the Republican Party could have done? Oh, no, they didn't. We're, 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 we're uh, going to fly off to Texas with our tail between our legs and go look at a couple of winners. And Jim Jordan and uh, Christy Nome. Christy Nome's like, what, 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 what the hell was that? Jim Jordan's like, uh, those guys don't support Trump. And Langston's like, yeah, 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 they definitely don't support Trump. I can tell you, I can tell you loads. <laughs> I can tell you more information, Eddie, than I want. Now, I'm not going to go ahead and lay all that out here because that's all part of the story, so to speak. And remember, they can't spell Christy Nome's name right. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> How do you do that? But there is not going to be this surge, this voter day of turnout. They have Janice Arnold Jones talking about voter integrity, about voter integrity, and Todd Hawthorne, you know, picking up all the crap that comes behind her. That's controlled opposition. Become familiar with what controlled opposition is. It is the forces that work within the party that work against the interests of conservatives, against the interests of Republicans. Here we are, seven days, which is essentially Christmas Eve in political terms, for this whole next week. And then you're going to have people just be like, well, I didn't vote. That's Memorial Day weekend. Um, we're out on boating on the lake. Oh, I forgot to vote. Oh, is it too late? Oh, I don't know. I'll get him next time. Ah, that's okay. Uh, Mark Miller's going to lose anyway. Melanie Stansbury's going to lose anyway. Whatever your conclusion happens to be. Did anybody prepare for this? Like, you've got three days. School is out today, tomorrow, and Thursday. And you idiots think that people are going to stick around to vote. I could have told you by calendaring out this entire thing... That everybody, after being pent up in their houses for X amount of days, is like, I'm, I'm out. I don't even have time to go ahead and cast my vote. Now, the real story of all of this 
was the process of how we got to ourselves to this point where we're going to lose again. That story will be forthcoming. I'm proud to be the one to be able to tell it to you. I won't tell it today. I'll tell it next Wednesday. You're on the clock, Republican Party. You have seven days to prove me wrong. Certainly Richard Branson could fly from across the country to come visit Bill Richardson and Michelle Lujan Grisham. All you have to do is pick up a damn phone call or answer a damn text message to tell me, hey, Eddie, we want to involve you in the process. No, that's not what they want to do. That's not what they're interested in. <laughs> With seven days, they're going to go ahead and... It, it, it doesn't listen to us. You know, we're going to win this with West Texas money and Amarillo or Amarillo or I don't know what the what. Artesia, Hobbs. What do you think the hell those people went to? Yeah, they went to Texas. You ain't going to win the state of New Mexico, and there ain't no gubernatorial candidate that's going to win in 2022 unless you come through Albuquerque, New Mexico. Period. The end. That is his simple as I could possibly make it. All these fractured organizations and various people who are out and about trying to get things together ain't going to work unless you all come together. And part of that coming together has a lot to do with, hey, you know what? I might want to strike up a conversation with a guy by the name of Eddie Aragon. Instead of making up lies and being deceitful and doing everything I possibly can to take him down. Because uh, we don't want a large Hispanic man who is very verbose, who is very confident to come out and run our party. We don't trust him. Oh, really? You trust what you got up there? Hate to be the bearer of bad tidings here, but here it is. A week ahead of the special congressional election to replace Interior Secretary Deb Holland in New Mexico's 1st Congressional District, a new poll from RRH Elections, supported by Elections Daily, as State Representative Melody Stansbury leading State Senator Mark Moores by a 16-point margin, 49-33. Former State Lands Commissioner Aubrey Dunn, Libertarian Chris Manning, trail with 5 and 3 percent, and 9 percent undecided. The poll also shows Biden with 58-39 approval rating in the district, below the 60-37 margin he won the district by last year. This was done May 18th through the 21st, the time when the Republican Party was in Texas, using both IVR to landline phones in both English and Spanish and Internet surveys, has a margin of error of plus-minus 4%. All survey design data analysis performed by RRH elections. The funding for the poll was provided by crowdfunded donations from generous readers for both RRH elections and elections at Daily. 49, Stansbury. 33 Moors, 5 Dunn, 3 Manning, 9% undecided. When you're looking at even as bad and terrible as a news cycle could ever get, for one, Michelle Lujan Grisham and the Democrats throughout the state, and you're telling me that all you can muster is 33% and less than $500,000 going into the last week, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Failure is spelled in many ways. Never has it been spelled so explicitly to the good people and the good conservatives of New Mexico quite the way that we have done so in the last year. Apparently 2020 wasn't enough of a wake-up call for you. And 2021 is getting a lot worse. You've had your asses handed to you and most of the people who have decided that, hey, you know what, they're not including, they're not Big Ten, they're not in uh, trying to generate more youth and opportunity into the party. 
people have decided, you know, we no longer have faith in that. That is what we hear time and time again. Now, I want the state to change. I want the Democrats gone. I cannot stand this now 87 years of rule here in this state of the Democrats. The definition of insanity, as you all know, is doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I get to show you next Wednesday, and I hope that you prove me wrong. And again, I intend, I will vote for Mark Morris next Tuesday. But I can tell you this, okay? With a 9% undecided and a 16% trade-off, you want to really delve into the numbers? It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. If I were Mark Moores, I wouldn't be borrowing an additional $200,000 to go ahead and close the gap on 16% with seven days left. Ain't going to happen. I'm going to stop here just for a moment and tell you about my own personal investment here in you, in the state of New Mexico, in the people of Albuquerque, and what we've done with this radio station. We just submitted all of our information for the radio renewal. Very excited about all of that that we've been doing. Very excited about what we've added. And you're going to hear some very exciting things coming with our new 10 o'clock a.m. show, which, of course, is Rush Limbaugh program. Very soon. Trust me, nobody has their ear closer to the ground when it comes to talk radio. And, oh, we're not going to hear about who the replacement is going to be. Nobody else is hearing that around the rest of the country. Okay. And what we have sized and put together and seized up here is very exciting for the future and hopefully for 2022. I didn't decide to go ahead and take over Los Alamos and take over Santa Fe because I wasn't keeping my eye on 2022 and 2024. That is exactly why I did what I did. The conservative message, we are no longer on Facebook, not on Twitter, not on Instagram, not on any of that crap anymore. We've gotten rid of that. We pay for our own television platform. We're on Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV. We podcast and broadcast everything. We've got the best guy in the entire market who does more number crunching, data analysis, critical thinking than all of the other think tanks and all the other people combined, save Larry Barron's, who was here yesterday, who is very capable in his own right with what he's been doing, and the former um, communications director for... Susanna Martinez. But I'm telling you, they're trying to replicate this everywhere, and you simply cannot do that. There's nobody as unique as I am, and nobody who speaks truth to power more than me, regardless of who we go against. Within the party, outside the party, or across the pond. Against the unbelievable corruption that has been here in the state of New Mexico, is all part of the planned controlled opposition year after year. 550-5500, that's 550-5500 here in the Kiva. Went a little bit long. Let's check in with Rudy Grande very quickly over at Salon Alina. All right, as we put things together, we start with the weather, and it looks pretty decent for the next couple. We should be up towards 90 degrees right now. It is uh, 74 in Los Alamos, 86 at ABQ Uptown, and 84 at the Rock of Talk. And Eddie's got it right. If you want to win in New Mexico, you got to go through Albuquerque. Do it on I-40 right now because it looks great. All the way from the mountain westbound, crossing the Big Eye. In fact, all the way to and beyond Coors Boulevard. 
Uh, not so on your way north on 25, which takes us to Santa Fe. And that's going to slow up right there at Gibson, bumper to bumper, pretty much all the way up to Central. Hey, listen, come by. Get your Rock of Talk t-shirts and your Murder Mike t-shirts. We're at LifeSpring at Salon Helena. Very easy to find. We're on Manal, just two and a half blocks west of Wyoming. Looking forward to seeing you. And with that, we're up to date. Now, let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, we have D-Dowd Moscow. Very quickly, before we... Uh take a break there, uh, Dowd. I know that uh, you've been very critical of some of those people because you don't have uh, you know, a, a dog in the fight, so to speak. Sorry to borrow, borrow that now because I'm not making fun of uh, or making light of what happened uh, with you personally yesterday. Um, but in all this, you only have dry intellect stats <laughs> and policy to look at. And when you're just looking at this in terms of pure black and white, uh, unfortunately, the numbers tell more of the story, which we'll, of course, talk about in our next segment. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting, Eddie. You know, we don't do much coordination, and in, 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 my life's been crazy the last couple of days, so we haven't talked much. I am working on a piece for rockoftalk.chat about the issues and messaging of the Moores campaign. One page on the website where he basically cut and pasted his issues from the last time he ran for state senate. Um, it's unbelievable. Uh, the issues page is repeal the Social Security tax. That's at the state level, not the federal level. Uh, stopping crime and supporting law enforcement. Vast majority of law enforcement is controlled at the state and local level. Safely reopen New Mexico. The federal government he's running for a federal office has nothing really basically to do whether to do with how much or how little New Mexico is reopened. And then protect New Mexico jobs against the Biden administration. So only one of his three issues actually connects to the people of New Mexico. I, I have a list right here. I won't read it off because I haven't written the, written the piece yet. But so many things regarding inflation, uh, taxes, uh, trade, critical race theory. A couple blocks from here, our friend Casey Peterson, who helped to, to bring critical race theory to national attention out of Sandia Lab. This man has no messaging on any of the federal issues that connect directly to the lives of New Mexicans every day. So people can say, oh, it's just dry policy stuff. There are so many, there are so many things bubbling up. In, in, in you know across the country affecting our, our nation as a whole that do affect right. people right here in New Mexico. The messaging is literally a cut and paste job from the last time he ran for state office. I mean, this is incompetence on an epic scale. You should don't have a doubt. Three thousand. They only make one of them. <laughs> and trust me, uh, this guy knows everything. And we'll go back to the very crevices to gather all information that's needed. That's why you need uh, two to three people at a think tank just to compete with him and. And folks, you get them at an absolute bargain every day here in the uh, Kiva from 4 to 7. 429, back and forth.
increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and I have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. You trusted your home or business security to the local company with an armed response. They sold out, and now you got selected. Now your security is on the brink of being bought out by a national corporate giant. I'm Aaron Jones, owner of International Protective Service, IPS. IPS isn't for sale. I'm invested here and care about your home and business security like it's my own. Let the highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols of IPS protect what's yours. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. 
All right, time to put things together, and we're going to start with the weather, which just looks really good for the next several. Looks like uh, near 90 again tomorrow. I can tell you, at Russ Medical Center right now, it's 86 degrees, 74 in clear skies and Tijeras, and it's 84 at the Rock of Talk. All right, the uh, drive on the uh, I-25 northbound from Gibson up to Central. Again, that's going to be under 30 miles an hour right now, so just a slow pattern there. Getting away from Kirtland Air Force Base, kind of the same story you might expect north on Eubank. Things are kind of sloppy. Chico up to the I-40. I-25, once again, southbound is going to be uh, clump, clumping up right there at about Osuna. Very slow path out to Montgomery, but once you get beyond that, looks great to the big guy. In fact, all the way to the airport. Right now, it looks great if you're making your way from Kirtland Air Force Base on either Wyoming, Louisiana, Eubank. Just find your way to Manal and then go west to uh, two and a half blocks past Wyoming. That's where Life Spring at Salon Helena is. Canyon water here. Change your water, change your life. We'll prove that. We'll give you a, a gallon of water. But we've also got the Murder Mike and the Rock of Talk t-shirts. Those are for sale. Come on by Life Spring at Salon Helena. Again, on Manol, two and a half blocks west of Wyoming. All right, we're up to date. Now, let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Unfortunately, bought into the lies that have led you to this point, 
even after losing the greatest president in the history of this country, Donald J. Trump, even after the unbelievable wealth that has been brought to this state through natural resources and been has been given away by adopting the Energy Transition Act. I mean, we can go policy, we can go politic, we can go person, we can hit every single one of these things. And at every opportunity, we have given it away. And the reason why is because New Mexico is one giant re-education camp. There's no other way to look at this. It is a re-education camp where you are indoctrinated by the local media, 4713. You're indoctrinated by the Albuquerque Journal. Oh, front page. Oh, it's another, you know, I hate America, New Mexico United. I'm, I'm literally disgusted with what I've seen from the New Mexico United. I think I sent you over the weekend out. Um, oh, this local hero. And oh, yeah. You've got sand of all these guys are coming together. Like, does anybody realize that uh, Black Lives Matter, of which New Mexico United support, do you realize it's actually, and I'm not going to say Satan worshiping, but it's pretty much a Satan worshiping organization. Yes. I will prove that to you as well. That's what Black Lives Matter is all about turning the sword in on ourselves and we've certainly adopted that hook line and sinker you're scratching your head like what the hell did he just say yeah look up a uh, little black lives matter i'll feature that during our third hour and uh, i will make the linkages for you some amazing stuff uh coming out yet we will do everything that we possibly can and you want to go ahead and feel like this is this wonderful beautiful xanadu place look at the crime Look at the people who are complaining about it. They're actually leftists. We're going to talk about that. Ike Benton, when we talk about crime, oh, we, we got to do something to push back. No, uh, Ike, you're part of the same defund the police progressive movement, you idiot. <laughs> like, which side of their mouth are you talking? Look in the mirror, uh, Ike, yeah. if you want to see we, the we problem. Don't, we don't have one single Republican who is running for mayor right now. I mean, you got Republicans getting behind Manny Gonzalez, who's a Democrat, who's actually twice as responsible for the crime here in our metro area than Tim Keller. Tim Keller doesn't even know how to hold a gun. He definitely doesn't know how to hold a golf club. Let me tell you that. He couldn't hold his gun. A gun. That came out wrong. <laughs> Take some of your feedback very quickly. Uh, Eddie, how bloody stupid does New Mexico the GOP think we are? Failure is spelled rhino, period. It is. We want something to believe in. Solid, concrete, principled, forward, proven, winning. Winning, right? Isn't that important to win? And you, and you can't play identity politics with any of this. Certainly can. You can't suddenly just change your name all of a sudden. Well, yeah, I'm Hispanic, and I go, yeah, you, you, can't, you just can't do that. You can't BS a BSer. Wish I could actually say those those actual words. Would come out and be more emphatic. I compare New Mexico GOP to Scottish nobles and Robert the Bruce. I follow that. We are the equivalent of William Wallace getting set up for slaughter in his every single election cycle. Eddie, I'm not excited about the CD1 race at all. I get more messages from Dunn than I do from Mark Moore. <laughs> Interesting point. Uh, I met Steve Pierce in person last year and was not impressed. Um, Reagan spoke of bold colors. Moore's is awash with blue. I'm sending Pierce a message, a blank ballot. Can't read that. 
Hey, I looked up a stupid in the dictionary. I had a picture of the state of New Mexico with a red circle around it, and arrows pointing at it. I love the Kiva and your crew. Keep up the fight. You know why I'm. You know why I'm upset today. The reason why I'm upset is I'm a week away, and I know that that seat we could have flipped. That that's why I'm upset. Some of you, I'm getting messages say, "Well, you, you sound real down." I am down. You know, because I don't like losing. I don't like losing, being first, being smart, right, or cheating. You know what they're pretty good at within the party? Cheating. I'm good at the other two, being smart and being first. Why is cheating beating, being smart or being first? There's only three ways to win, ladies and gentlemen. There's no other way. In any other way, shape, or form can you win. You're either better, smarter, you're first, or you cheat. Somehow, the cheating that's done within the party, you don't get to cheat outside the party, right? Because you don't even control the ballot boxes. Now, let's talk about the Democrats. Why did Democrats win? Again, folks, same lesson. There's only three ways to win. You're smart, you're first, or you cheat. They cheat every single time. You know how you win in the state of New Mexico? It doesn't matter what it is. You cheat. That's the sad reality that we face. And my people, you listeners, are suffering as a result of this. And I'm, and I'm angry. Talk to any one of our advertisers out there. They'll tell you straight up that I'm the most generous guy they know. That dollar for dollar, there's nobody better to advertise with than me. We carried the Impeach MLG top to bottom from day one. Did we get the support of people who wanted to see her gone? Dowd went and did all the research. Said, Before you come in, Dowd, first thing I need you to do, basically how he came on board. He was looking this stuff up and made, can we get rid of this filthy, stinking governor? She is the worst thing. She is going to destroy everything in her path. She destroys every relationship. She destroys every institution. She destroys every part of this state. She has destroyed everything. And we let her. We let her. And let me tell you, folks, there is no better time to capitalize on going against MLG right now. National report coming out. And I got to say, I love this. But this is all falling on deaf ears. It's getting no... The RGA is interested in uh, 2022. No, we need this today. I can't go through another year and a half of this suffering. Can you? This is from the Federalist. Good conversation with this guy. Searchlight New Mexico, an independent investigative nonprofit organization, broke the news that Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's office supported using the encrypted message app signals to conceal communications among staff. Guess who else uses a signal all over the place? Yeah, all the Republican Party. All the Republican Party does that. You know what I do when I get uh, text messages now? Call. Call. You want to talk to me? Call me. First thing I say to them, you do not have permission to record this phone call. You want to meet in person? Leave your phone outside. Because I already know how you or Hector Balderas, remember him? Putting a little recorder underneath a coffee pot. Remember that? Going after... Our former Secretary of Taxation and Revenue, Demesia Padilla. Does anybody remember these things? Is it, is it just me that just remembers everything? I think so. Here's how we could capitalize, because here's all her scandals. 
And we're here we here we are 14, 13 months later after the impeach MLG was started, the lockdown hypocrisy. I go line by line, top, 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 bomb, 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 top to bottom. Grisham's handling of the COVID crisis is a scandal dismissing personal lip yeps. Of course, I listed that day one. What did I say was going to kill us? Not the COVID. What? Leadership. Leadership. Number two on this wonderful article, taxpayer-funded groceries. We all know about the party that she threw on September the 26th of last year, right? Boozing it up, crotch-grabbing uh, governor, doing everything she possibly can. She don't care. She doesn't care, and she doesn't have to. Honestly, she's got everybody on her side, folks. There's, Michelle Lujan Grisham has 29% approval rating amongst Republicans. Hush money payments, there it is. Oh, remember that one? James Hallinan. Good article. Nice outline. Where's it going to go? We don't even have yard signs for Mark Moores. I'm going to tell you something, and this is, this, this is something that should not be lost on you. I once won an election freshman year in high school because of signage. I did not come from a Catholic school. I came from the public school. I think I ran with my girlfriend, whose name was Nicole, back as freshman year. I'm like, yeah, I'll run for president. You run for vice president. <laughs> like, I'm coming from John Adams. I didn't even graduate school because I told you about the time I smashed the kid's head into the locker. Mr. Jarghese threw me out of the B-Hall, out of coming out of John Adams. A Black Panthers, right? Then I went straight over, tested in. I think it was one of three students. Me and a couple of my friends, uh, Jason and uh, Stephanie, both got into St. Pius. Everybody else went to West Mesa, or as we referred to it back in the day, Wasted Mesa. I ran for for president by handing out. My dad said, "Hey, Eddie, you should go buy some suckers." I remember <laughs> this, and he got me. You know, we didn't have much money. To win any election, you need a lot of suckers. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, and we wrapped these little things. I put these little things on. My dad, you know, we we came up with two hundred of them, and it said, uh, "Vote Eddie and Nicole," right there. Put it on the little wrapper. Put on the dum-dum right there and all the flavors. I ate all the watermelon, of course, because if I find the watermelons, they're all mine. It's one thing I don't share. It's pink starburst and mm. and, and watermelon. Good taste. Watermelon <laughs> dum-dums. And we wrote, don't be a dum-dum, vote Eddie and Nicole. That's signage. I can't put, you know, posters or plasters or anything like that. Guess what I did? I went and met every single one of the people in the freshman class, introduced myself to each and every one of these things, Regardless, I didn't come from any of the, their schools, St. Charles, Assumption, or Annunciation, San Felipe. I didn't come from any of their schools, Queen of Heaven. I didn't. Fatima, they all knew each other. These kids all knew each other. I didn't know any of these kids. And I ran because I went out and marketed myself. And everybody got a dum-dum, and everybody voted for me, and I became freshman class president. I was happy to hang the flag in front of St. Pius X High School, which, thank God, is still alive to this very day. Uh, good luck with... Uh, we have Tony and Joe getting together tonight at 5.30. Uh, for all of you guys uh, want to say a prayer of thanks. Supplication. Saving St. Pius, great institution. And we handed that out and we won the election. Now, the lesson here is signage. Do you know what sways people in neighborhoods? Have you ever seen? I don't see signs. I don't see signs. I don't see signs. I don't see signs. If you don't have signage... 
you will not win an election. It's a form of sort of territorial bullying, if you will. Where are your signs? Where are they hung? Where do they go? I'm going to give you, I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to talk about my pre-Republican days and working with a woman who is the daughter of Tom Udall. Her name is Amanda Cooper. She is also, also one of the heads, or was the head, for Bill Richardson's PAC. She's very connected. Her mom is Judy Bloom, stepmother, I should say. Her dad is uh, knows all about an investment offshore banking. Comes from that very astute Massachusetts. You know, the Udalls are the Kennedys of the West, as they refer to themselves. But not beneath anything, right? And I worked with them on their campaigns, okay? I remember hanging out with a guy by the name of Ramon, very good guy, good friend. I'm going to out him here. I'm going to uh, Amanda. I used to go back with her all the time to Santa Fe. We'd start phone banking the, the trial lawyers, and I just sit there like Eddie. How'd you do that? I don't know. I just asked him for money. Eddie, how'd you do? just call the trial lawyers? That's what you do as Democrats, the liberals. You know, I didn't know. I mean, I was born a Democrat. You guys know this, all right? Guess what we were doing two days before the election, and guess what is still done today. The Republicans haven't figured this out yet. They destroy signs. They get up at 3.30 in the morning and they start destroying signs. That's what they do. And if you don't think that that has an impact on an election, on the psyche, they want to know, oh, so-and-so has a sign, so-and-so has a sign, so-and-so has a sign. Well, all my neighbors down the street, all I see is, uh, you know, XYZ candidate or Melanie Stansberry or whoever it is. But what if you didn't even make signs in the first place to destroy? Think about that. That's a real problem. These Democrats are the dirtiest people you ever met. They don't think about being smarter because they're not. They don't think about being first because they generally aren't. They control everything. But they always cheat. Always. You could set your watch to it. You have to expose that level of cheating. Not replicate it within your own party, Republicans. I'm sorry. You can't do that. Do as I say, not as I do. We'll do what they say. Then you think of, well, who's running the party? Who's in charge of this haphazard, whatever, amoeba-like substance we call the Bernalillo County GOP or the Republican Party GOP? You can do all the organizing you want. You can do all the rah rahing you want. The devil's in the details. But God is in the finest grain of sand. And you can't get one thing wrong. You have to live with integrity. You have to be completely open and transparent. You have to be first. We already are smarter. And then you just not you just have to not cheat. Because cheating is a very bad thing. Trust me, I've learned in my own life. Doesn't work. Okay? You will be punished. It happens. Okay? You will atone for your sins in one sh way, shape, or form. It happens. Now let me say this to you. We need to stop turning the gun on ourselves. If we could just somehow, some way, behave with just a little bit of integrity, a little bit of honor, and not say, hey, we got to work with those people from across the aisle. 
we had a compromise so we can go ahead and get a deal done. Oh, the reason why I voted for that policy is I was actually thinking of you first. I literally heard that in Valencia County. I'm like, your career's done. I could fry you, Mr. Leader, in one radio broadcast by showing you how incredibly short-sighted you are. What do you think these backroom deals and these steakhouse surrogates who are out there hanging out? Oh, uh, nice to meet you. Glad, glad to be with you. You know the people who really thrive? People who really do well that we've seen? I'll, I'll, I'll say his name right now. Mr. Greg Schmidis. First and foremost, that would be a guy that I could get behind in every way, shape, and form for whatever the hell he wanted to run. The fruits are abundant in that man. The only thing he doesn't have going for him is, one, he'd be a carpetbagger, and two, well, he's white. And let's not forget, right, the age-old bias here in the state of New Mexico. This is what happens when you don't treat certain parts of the community with respect. They never forget that, no matter how hard you try. Yeah, we're a little bit provincial. Yeah, we got a little bit of a chip of our, on our shoulder because we're tired of losing. Want to engage people at their level. Respect them a little bit. The other person, a woman who listens to me, and I think a woman who stands on her own two feet, is Stephanie Lord. Stands on her own two feet. Boy, to look at her, you would say, that isn't a senator. That, that's exactly why she's a senator. If she doesn't apologize for who she is, she'll tell you exactly what she thinks. She'll organize. She'll push forth. Those are the type of candidates that we that we need. And I'm going to say a third one, a person that I've been a bit unfair to on a personal level. And I think that's someone that has a big future in politics. If, 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 if RPM even actually lets her. But no, it's, it's, sorry, it's not Karen Bedoni before you guys. She, she placed a distant third in the CD3 race. We told her to be, wouldn't listen, wouldn't listen, wouldn't fire. I'm not surprised Alexis Martinez won. The fire that that woman approached things with, I mean, regardless if I support her, if I didn't, my gosh. There's another Martinez, and that is Elisa Martinez. In my opinion, those are the three best politicians right now in the state, bar none. Hmm. Period. Schmidies, Lord, and Elisa Martinez. What do all those three have in common? They're outside the party. They don't play the game. What do all three of those people have in common? They're actually leading the thought here in the state of New Mexico. I would throw my name into that, but I'll never be a politician again because I have no appetite for getting beat up and basically being spat on at every opportunity. When I'm the one person, I feel like the guy at the end of Michael, remember Michael Clayton? Oh, yeah. It's like, how, how could you be so stupid? I'm the one person who can help you more than anybody else. Yep, yep. And you're so so short-sighted that, that, that you would try to curse me? Not engage me? Not respond to me? That's on you. Polls will close in 170 hours. Republican Party, this is your notice. You have 170 hours to win the CD1 or lose all leadership forever. That's your final core, uh, call. And from that... It'll be 190 hours from now before I basically pick off every single last one of you. I didn't touch your race. I didn't say one negative thing. 
I told you I will vote for Mark Morris. You've been warned. You've been told. Anything that you send my way, I will reply explicitly. I will make sure every single person knows every single thing. It will be a war of attrition. And there will be no race for 2022. It's as simple as that. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Any thoughts, uh, Dow, before we actually get into a real show in the next couple of hours? <laughs> well, I will uh, I'll send it out in the notes tonight, a uh, piece I wrote a couple of years ago about how to revive New Mexico's GOP. And it, and it, does, it involves just a frank facing of the, of, the, of the party's failures. It's lack of vision. It's lack of principles. I mean, you, you read it right down the line, Eddie, with, with integrity and open and transparency. You got to. And, and the thing is, you can lose, just listen to me, listen to me, party hacks, you can lose just as bad running a principled, visionary uh, campaign or a, a, an alternative to the traditional New Mexico approach as you can running your sort of you know, go along and get along. But the difference is every election cycle you are building your brand. You're bringing more and more people in. You're not going to be successful right away. And it's not like, you know, if you do everything I say, you're going to be wonderfully successful and, in, in, you know, control the legislature three to one in one election. But when you take the, what Eddie was describing, in, in, in integrity approach, you will be building, little by little, a future. Right now you are mired in nothing and you are continuing in nothing. Um, why not try a different strategy? Maybe it'll work. I think it absolutely could. Um I got to say, you know, I had a lot of faith in a lot of a lot of people, but I think there's a lot of people who have no faith in in anything that's mm-hmm. uh, going forward uh, when it comes to that. So, and if you, say, if you think you 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 have to toe the line and go along to get along to have any kind of political success, uh, love him or hate him, I got two words for you: Jay Donald Trump, <laughs> yeah, and Jay McCluskey. Yeah. Donald Trump did the opposite of what every professional operative told him, and uh, he enjoyed a little bit of success there. I would say. <laughs> All right, back after a quick break. Uh, we'll be bringing it right back. No top of the hour, Fox News. Thanks for listening. 501, back in three. It's so good, so It's so good, it's out of sight. You can touch it, feel it, but it makes no difference
1600 KIVA Albuquerque. The best website and app for radio is abq.fm. Over 60 stations to choose from, including classic rock, grunge, R&B, country, new wave, trance, even faith and gospel. All at abq.fm on your mobile device or computer. Do what you love. Deliver your best. You do life, and we'll make sure you get the best back. That's how we roll. We do taxes. Liberty Tax. You do life. We do taxes. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. RevelcoNM.com. 505-550-4994. Have you noticed a lot more people are asking you for your recommendation? What's the best place to get a cake for breakfast and brunch? Tacos, retail, tell them, theplaceilike.com. It has it all, eateries, retail, services, entertainment, theplaceilike.com. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, -face. you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Sun's up and dine-in tables are open every day at Sunny Side Up on Manola, Louisiana. Avocado toast, chicken avocado omelet, and any of Sunny Side Up's healthy, tasty lunch choices. Sunny Side Up specials are yours online. Sunny, that's a place I like .com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. If you've been looking for guns and ammo lately, you know how hard it's been to find what you're looking for. At Los Ranchos Gun Shop, they expect demand to remain high throughout at least the first quarter of 2021, which means some shops and online sellers will charge crazy prices. Here's the pledge from Los Ranchos Gun Shop. You'll get a fair price and the kind of treatment you deserve to protect your home, your family, and yourself. Experience Los Ranchos Gun Shop on 4th Street, south of Osuna. Or shop online at shop.losranchosguns.com. 
All right, time to put the second hour together, and we're going to start with the weather, which just looks dynamite for the next couple. Tomorrow we'll be up in the mid to upper 80s, and right now we're not too far from that. Actually, we're at that in Rio Rancho at 86 degrees, Santa Fe 75 degrees, and it looks like it's 84 at the Rock of Talk. All right, what do we got going on the roads? An accident, and this is just like yesterday. This is on Coors Road, just north of Paseo del Norte, that little turnout there between Eagle Ranch and Paseo, all the flashing lights, that's why it's so slow. Not too far from there, and it's not much fun on uh, Paseo del Norte. This one, eastbound, heading towards the mountains from Golf Course over to Eagle Ranch Road. You're under 10 miles an hour there. I-25 northbound is just not recovered from this afternoon. It's just been slow north. I-25, Gibson to Central, and South 25 looks like Jefferson to Montano. All right, we're at Live Spring at Salon Helena. This is just such a great place. I was just uh, kind of for a few minutes in the salt room. That salt room is just great if you got any kind of asthmatic problems, any of the breathing problems. Just a little while in there, and you're going to feel really great. Plus, they have a sauna, which you can also use in the salt room. In other words, you can go through the heat as well. I don't think I'll do that today. But it is here, and you got the Kangen water. Change your water, change your life. It's alkaline water, which means it's healthy water. And we have the Rock of Talk and the Murder My T-shirts. Come and get them. We're on Manol in Live Spring at Salon Helena, which is two and a half blocks west of Wyoming. All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on the M1500 KIBA, rockoftalk.com. Don't forget, you can catch us on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV podcasting on SoundCloud, Apple Stitcher, Google Play, and you can download our app for both Apple and Android. Thanks for listening during the first hour, maybe uh, an entire hour rant, uh, if you will. problem with the Republican Party in New Mexico is its leadership from the top down, like all politicians. Steve Pierce spent too much time in Washington and lost touch with the everyday person voter. We need to clean house. Uh, well, uh, that was beautiful, just perfect. I appreciate that. Uh, Louis checks in. Louis Sanchez checks in. Great first hour. Democrats are focused on winning elections and Republicans are focused on campaigns. Uh, Eddie, the problem with the Republican Party is that their leadership is a very jealous clique. Like, they are titles. They are little big shots, and I'm sure their Democrat masters like it that way. Uh, legends in their own mind. Uh, I, I consistently always refer to as, like, everyone in the Republican Party all knows each other, Dowd. Uh, they all seem to, to, to know who each other is, but nobody outside the Republican Party knows any of the Republicans inside the Republican Party. Well, they'll they'll you know be able I mean? to. Well, that, that circular firing squad of their little cliques is going to get smaller and smaller as they grow more and more. Really. Yeah, maybe uh, sooner <laughs> rather than later. We don't have any time to waste for 2022. Quite possibly the best, most easy to follow and consumed hours I've ever heard you do. Wow, that's a God bless you, Eddie. Much respect. You are the man. I can tell you I'm considering voting for Robert Dunn because I've lost faith in, faith in the Republicans in this state. You realize all this stuff is just music to those damn Democrats' ears. Did Louis Sanchez commission a statewide poll for governor? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, if Moores had suckers to hand out, he would be eating them. So, <laughs> it's too bad his campaign doesn't call upon Trump to help. A bunch Talk of rolled-up rappers all you would find in the back <laughs> of a van. Uh, Eddie, it feels like someone trying to stop the tsunami with a Dixie cup. The water is, is at our ankles and we don't move. The water is filled with debris at our waist and we don't move. It crests over our heads and we sent tumbling in the undertow being beaten by the debris. When it subsides, we don't fight. We just go buy more Dixie cups. That is, uh, Bill, I'm going to have to use that myself. I, I didn't never used that before. 
Uh, yes, uh, Luis Sanchez responded, no, he did not uh, conduct that poll. Stop putting that information out there if it's not true. The National Poll says Fauci co-hosted panel with Wuhan GOF advisor. Uh, Kim states, uh, you're right, I had hoped you had would run for mayor. Well, I guess there's still time, but I have no interest. Not interested. We'll just let two Democrats battle it out. And the saddest thing I have to say about the Republican leadership, Steve Pierce, is he has totally lost her support from 10 of my family members. Wow. And believe me, they all spread the word from who they know, too, ruining the party of conservatism and just to make themselves relevant. Bob and Lawson is one of the reasons why Steve Pierce can't run for governor, uh, even though he had wanted to and put it out, is he's traveled all around southern New Mexico, and after they... Uh, you know, after the state party chair race, of which I was involved in, I mean, everyone turned their back on him in southern New Mexico. Interesting. Uh, it's sad that we have to cheat like them to win. You don't. Because when you cheat within your party, when you go outside, karma's a... We all know the, how to finish the rest of that sentence. We're joined now by the home for New Mexico politics, uh, Mr. <laughs> Joe Monahan. Are you are you laughing? Are you crying? What What is that? Are you, cho- are you choking on a dum-dum, too? Yeah, it sounds like you had a pretty good first hour there, dude. I was tied up, and uh, I'll have to listen to that on the uh, on the on the internet, as they say. Good yeah. for you. Well, who's uh, who tied you up? Was that Michelle Lujan Grisham? Were you visiting one of her parties again? <laughs> hey, speaking of that, you know, <laughs> uh, a, I, what a pro. I ran a I ran a poll on my website, JoeMonahan.com, dot com, today about this congressional race and uh, from a, a from a group out of out of state. And one of the things they did do was a hypothetical governor rematch. I didn't put that on my blog, but I'm going to give it to you exclusively because wow. it's uh, you, you were talking about it. And in that hypothetical rematch in the first congressional district, uh, I believe that these numbers are from Wuhan uh, uh, Grisham got fifty two, Pierce got thirty seven, eleven percent undecided. So. I don't think uh, Steve's standing has uh, changed much since he was defeated by her four years ago, and I would think that the Republicans will definitely be looking for new blood if they can find it. Yeah, I know you wrote a little bit about that uh, at your place, Joe Monahan. Uh, dot com and uh, his uh, home for New Mexico politics. I appreciate you taking that on uh, for the good guys uh, over here. But uh, we will touch upon that. I want to talk just a week ahead. Uh, I was uh, sending uh-huh. a warning shot. We've got a big spread, a big poll done. Uh, the spread is 49, 33, 5, and 3, and 9 undecided uh, with the assorted uh, Stansbury Moores, uh, what was it, Dunn and whatever the guy, Chris something, Manny, there you go. Uh, yeah, so we have all these four candidates uh, who are in there, and we're a week away with the votes that have been cast, 60% for the Democrats. Is it even mathematical, is it even a mathematical possibility that Moores could pull out a win? Yeah, I mean, it's mathematically possible because there's probably still looking you know, at 25,000 votes to be cast in the early voting, and then another what, maybe twenty five or twenty thousand on the actual election day. Uh but the obviously the, the, the race is strongly in the hands of Stansbury and without some kind of major uh development that shocks the city and the body politic, she's gonna be the next congresswoman from this district. We look at uh the movers and there's these groups who are very motivated, I suppose, by some of the things that have been said supposedly uh, by Mark Moores. I didn't hear them, but uh they're motivating themselves to get themselves involved in this race, sending out 130,000 mailers, you know, really doing the real grassroots stuff, uh, showing up for, or for early voting, as, as you just stated. Uh, you know, where's the machine coming from the Republicans? And when you talk to Democrats, do they even think about a Republican machine? Well, the Democrats are obviously more motivated. They've controlled this district for 10 years. They like winning, and they're going to go out and vote for their candidate, Melanie Stansbury. The Republicans haven't won the uh, seat since when? 2008. 
Yeah, 06, and then we exactly, ran. Yeah. Uh, then we ran uh, uh, the the sheriff, uh, yeah. uh, and so we never won from that point going forward. I mean, exactly. It, so uh, you basically had a hold on the district for better than ten years, and not just a hold, but a, a grasp around the neck of the district. I mean, they've been winning it with double digits. So the motivation and the enthusiasm is on the left, on with the Democrats. The Republicans will get their tried and true voters out, but they're really not expecting to win. I don't think deep down in polls like this one that Iran doesn't help the cause. I mean, people would get out if, uh, you know, for example, Brian Sandroff came with a poll that showed the race five or six points. But that's a big part of the problem here is getting that Republican base vote motivated because, frankly, you know, the chances of the win, as you have indicated, are very slim. So people don't want to go and vote and waste their time uh, on a special election that uh, whose outcome seems already settled. Well, I certainly hope that that strategy would help us uh, because, uh, from our standpoint, we want to get our candidate, uh, not Melanie Stansbury, her connections. You know, I wish right. I could have been the one to exploit those and uh, show her up in the race, but unfortunately I was not. I was not about to share the information in my oppo research that I had uh, at my fingertips. Uh, what, doubt since January, at least? <clears throat> but anyway, as we look at this, and I have picked Stansbury since that time. As you know, uh, Joe, you finally get to come on the show and who was the one who told you that Stansbury was going to get selected? Yeah, you did, and uh, it's good to be back with you. I haven't been on a while since you became a politician, and now you're a former politician. So well, I like that. Back. That's great. It's I want to be you back in the media fold, <laughs> Mr. Edagon. I know I got to be back here. This is it doesn't help me to go into the <laughs> political world. You know, it just uh, tears up absolutely everything. But let's let, let's turn this on its head for a moment and just think okay. about what this would look like if this were a Republican-controlled district. What would have to change? We have a mayor's race that does not have a Republican. We've got the softest Republican representing the Republicans, but the only one who's been elected here in this area. Do Republicans need to become a uh, maybe a, a little more Democrat to get elected? Uh, you constantly ebb on that side all the time. Uh, does the demographics need to change? Do we need to attract more jobs? I mean, what what happens here to change it so the Republicans can finally get a win? Because if we don't win this we being Republicans, and we don't win the mayor's race, and we don't win, I don't know, CD1 next year, uh, how do we even talk about winning and taking back the state from a, a pretty tumultuous uh, uh, last couple of uh, rule, years of rulership from uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham and the Democrats? Well, you know, you, that's very well framed and probably the most important question in New Mexican politics at this point in our history. How do we restore uh, even a little bit a two-party system? Because it's not healthy to have one party controlling basically 90% or 95% of the action. It's kind of like the old Soviet Politburo. We do need a discussion of ideas. I mean, your radio station uh, is providing an opportunity here, I think, for the Republicans to do some navel-gazing, some self-examination. Eddie, I really can't answer that really well-framed question, except I can refer you to my history with... Uh, politics that goes back quite a ways and i will say in 19 in the 1970s when i first started here the situation was similar. There were only two counties then, Eddie, that were even uh, majority Republican. Hard to believe, but there were only two. And what happened then to get them back in the game, as you'll recall as a young man, was Ronald Reagan. 
He came along in the late 70s with a new idea for the Republican Party, or rebuilding on an old idea, if you will. But Ronald Reagan's introduction into politics reinvigorated the base. It's about leadership, and broadened the party, by the way. So it's about new leadership, number one. It's about compelling personalities, and it's about reframing uh, what the Republican Party wants to emphasize, would be my answer. It doesn't have to be Democrat ideas, necessarily, but it has to be ideas that are broad-based. And right now, obviously... The ideas that they're peddling or trying to get out there are not broad enough in order for them to gain any significant elective statewide office in this state. And uh, that you are covering it. I almost feel like I feel bad that you are covering it at this point. But I will say this is Reagan was a Democrat. (laughs) Reagan was head of the uh, Actors Union, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, he doubled down and he switched all the way and went Goldwater, uh, who at that point was considered far right and was nothing more than a very generous businessman, one of my favorite politicians of all time, then jumped into uh, this whole thing of becoming governor of California, which now is a blue state, but what at once time when it was very prosperous was a Republican state, then took over the state. But here's, here's, what, here's what I see from just what you said, and I don't know enough about politics to know whether or not this is right, but I'm hoping that in uh, your, <clears throat> your older age, uh, uh, Joe, you can sort of help me with this and uh, discern uh, this next generation. But I will say this. We knew that Manuel Lujan, ding, ding, uh, was Secretary of the Interior uh, uh, under Ronald Reagan, which was also very exciting. Uh, we had no, Trump- he was uh, Secretary under President uh, Bush. Uh, George, George yeah, yeah, right, right. W. Bush. But, but we, we certainly had some level of presence. He was considered an advisor and, and brought into the fold. And we look at Reagan, what he brought in, the same thing that Trump brought in here to the state of New Mexico because we saw this surge, a huge number of people appearing out in Rio Rancho. Uh, what, what did the Republican Party do to take advantage and embrace the Reagan side of it to change New Mexico that maybe the Republican Party should have engaged with Donald Trump uh, in uh, 2020? Well, I mean, I think it was a point in history where the message that they had been carrying finally came to fruition. The times were right. I mean, we had coming out of FDR in 45 all the way to 80, we had big Washington government, huge Washington government. And the message of small government finally took hold uh, with Reagan after, what, two gen- nearly two generations. So. It was not as difficult for him to uh, regroup the Republican Party because the message was already there. The difficulty I think they face today is what is their message? The small government message isn't going to work. A big government is here because of the pandemic. It'll work with a certain amount of uh, voters. But what's the big uh, net? The big issue, Eddie, that casts a wide net that they can get in on, and I'm not seeing what that is, frankly. Uh, Still looks pretty cloudy. I think part of the problem is Trump's dominance in the party is still blocking uh, newcomers from uh, coming up the ranks and starting to get this discussion going. I don't believe the party's future resides with Donald Trump. We're speaking with Joe Monahan, the home for New Mexico politics. Uh, the patriots here, in my opinion, are what control the future of the Republican Party, and they are a very Trump-oriented, and if we saw the lockdowns and the tyranny, as uh, us patriots point out, against Michelle Lujan Grisham, as you know, I'm leading the charge for impeach MLG. We started that uh, very early. I think that that was the uh, thing that impacted absolutely everything. But it's hard to harness that message when we have a Republican Party that has decided to go to the state of Texas to go ahead and hold their gatherings at the very same time that we're holding graduations. I mean, 
I, I really think it's the party, uh, you know, uh, Joe, that's missing it. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. You're, I, I think maybe you're not seeing it because they're not branding, marketing, and taking it to them. Just uh, in the last week alone, they've started to embrace some of the things that I'm saying without uh, engaging when they could have done this a year ago. We could have well, done that a year ago. I mean, I could read off the litany of, of MLG mishaps, and you know, uh, if you were leading the Republican Party, you'd be able to exploit that all day long, and I don't know what the holdup is. Well, there's a lot going on here. Look, it, I'm not uh, sure, frankly, after 90 years or a, nearly a century of Democratic dominance, that it is realistic to expect the Republican Party to ever become the dominant political force in the state. Okay. I think the best it can hope for, Eddie, is to get back in the game. Let me say that, first of all. Oh. Number two, uh, and that will not require a redefinition of the Republican Party. And that brings me to my second part of the answer, which is that the Republican Party is a check on the excess of the Democrats. That's not a new idea. That's an old idea, an idea that has worked for them. And you're right. They have to be a check on the incumbent governor and her power and take full advantage of it because the Republicans could still win the governorship. History shows that. Even in the darkest days, in 1966, Dave Cargo took it when the Republicans were down and out. Uh, we had Gary Carruthers do it in 1986. You had Gary Johnson do it in 1994. None of those guys got elected because of their own particular ideas or platform, Eddie. They got elected as a reaction to the excess of the Democratic incumbents, and I think that's what you're touching upon. That is what the, that is how the, Demo, the Republicans can get their foot back in the door is through that governorship. History shows that time and again. Can they get you know statewide offices and Supreme Court justices and county courthouses and mayors? That's a whole different uh, set of problems. But they can get into that governorship, and I think the trip to Texas was absolutely the wrong way to go, the wrong turn in the road to Amarillo or wherever they had that thing. I mean, they have to to keep their eye on the ball. Uh, You know, the incumbent governor is currently popular, but history shows uh, most two-term New Mexico governors don't stay popular. And you need a party to hasten hasten that decline. Could there be a progressive break-off, much like we had Mondragon back in 94, uh, pushing back on the Democrat? I mean, that's how Gary Johnson won. It was never because of something he was doing specifically. He made a bunch of money on uh, Intel, uh, threw 500 grand in, and, you know, he was governor the, the next day, uh, bre- breaking off against Bruce King. I don't know what happened in 86, and I don't know what happened with Cargo back then, but there had to be at some point some sort of progressive pushback because... All the libertarian strain, if you will, uh, present company uh, not included, uh, and that would be, you know, Dowd and anybody else who's out there. Uh, all the independent strain, uh, including Aubrey Dunn, has done is pre- prevented uh, Republicans from sort of coalescing and creating a unified message. So could we uh, possibly get a little bit of a perfect storm? Could you see a break in the Democrat Party uh, nationwide, and then will that influence uh, locally, the squad, you know, Bernie Sanders. So, what, what, what do you think? I, I, you know, frankly, <laughs> I think it's more likely you get that split in the Republican Party. There you go. And why do I say that, Eddie? Because mm-hmm. how long? And by the way, I didn't add Governor Martinez. She got elected in 2010 in reaction to the excesses of the Democratic administration when uh, she came in to clear that up. But look, at I think what you're talking about a break is more 
uh, uh, likely to happen in the Republican Party. Look at your philosophy. You're out of t- your party is the one that's having these uh, uh, internal uh, divisions or yep. external divisions as well. Yep. So, and there's been talk nationally that how long can the Republicans, uh, you know, remain, you know, a sideline? Now they do have really good congressional power because of the gerrymandering and because of the way the system is set up, but. Uh, beyond that, there's a whole big country there to run, and the Republicans are losing ground. And I think that you could see uh, some kind of progressive uh, Republicanism come back, like we experienced back in the the old days in the northeastern part of the country with names like uh, from the history books like Nelson Rockefeller, Jacob Javits, Margaret Chase Smith. Uh, it may not look like it could happen, but it can, and we'll see if it does. Uh, the Democrats. Uh, progressives are biting their tongues. They don't like Michelle Lujan Grisham politics all that much. They want to go further radical. Uh, she's kind of keep them, keeping them in line. It looks like they're going to stay happy enough to get her reelected. After that, maybe, uh, you know, they just get more progressive. That's how California went, and we seem to be headed more in the California direction all the time. Point of clarification, Joe, uh, when you talk about winning, you're talking about politically because as we know of what we've studied and what we've come to learn from these shutdowns and COVID and everything is that Republican states uh, and Republicans in general, uh, those economies run by Republican uh, politicians, brought their jobs back faster, grew more, didn't uh, lose unemployment, had way less deaths, had way less infections, uh, just overall just had better responses to everything. I mean, you know, isn't that really what the, the purpose of all this, regardless of Democrat, Republican, etc.? Wasn't that the, the point of actual gubernatorial leadership? The impact that that woman, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, has had on our economy in our state, uh, it, it's going to be hard for us to escape from this you know, in the, in the next 10, 15 years because we've completely gotten rid of any private industry, what little private industry we had in the first place, and we've become even more dependent upon that federal dollar. $18.7 billion of excess money coming, uh, coming in, more people on handouts, uh, the unemployment, and I do say handouts because that's exactly what it is right now. As you know, the uh, uh, Keller is going to have to answer for his uh, statement where he uh, made explicit that people could stay on unemployment and then we'll hold the job until September. I mean, this is kind of uh, a, a crazy type of environment that she's created, but yet she's seemed to have uh, benefited uh, from it. But we know that most people are picking up and leaving. I'll, I'll leave you with one stat because we haven't talked. And sorry for the run on here, but I've got so much stuff to unpack with you. I feel like we should take like a whole hour with you, but I'm not going to do that. During 2013 to 2018, check this out, the state of New Mexico only increased 939 people. During that very same time, the state of Arizona grew an Albuquerque. That's the difference. That's a Republican-run state versus a Democrat-run state. Population growth is good. Well, you had you had population regression under the Republican governor uh, uh, as well here, so I don't think he can leave that out of the equation. I don't know exactly how much of being a, a red state governor, uh, you know, it has to do with the economic recovery. Probably a lot in terms of how much you shut down, I suppose. But look, will that issue be alive and well a year from now? I go. That's the question the Republican Party has to tackle, and if they believe it's a potent issue, they've got to keep it alive between now and November of 2022. 
that's never easy, as you well know, keeping anything on the on the voters' attention span uh, for more than a couple of months is a very big, tricky job. And what will the economy look like when people go vote a year and a half from now will be another unknown that will be addressed at that time. Final point, uh, the mayor's race. Uh, do I have to ask you about that? Uh, I think Manny's having a difficult time qualifying. Uh, he's putting out several yeah. emails. Uh, yeah, what, what's happening? What, what's going on in that race? Well, I, you know, I think he's got off to a, a good start, a little gallop. But, you know, the Keller people started putting the kibosh on him right away that um, he's a Republican. He hired the famous uh, Republican consultant uh, for infamous one, whatever you want to call him, from Martinez's day. And I think that that uh, spread in the Republican Party and that caused some division on whether to support uh, Gonzalez. And also, uh, just a, is the city's political DNA going to allow it to elect a law enforcement officer as mayor? I think it's kind of a stretch. And uh, there's just a lot of other issues there, too. His personality, how he's run the sheriff's department. He's got a lot of explaining to do, as the kids would say, before he advances to the tier where Keller resides. I think it still can be a close race, but uh, the fact that he's not getting those petition signatures uh, in uh, keeping pace with Keller or near keeping pace with Keller is a bit telling at this point, isn't it? Do you see some of the same trends then that we see with the CD1 race uh, coming into this race? Are people just not interested in politics? Uh, do you see people just withdrawing? Do you see more interest in 2021 than you saw in 2020 uh, and maybe going into 2022? I mean, try to make sense of it all in uh, one final encapsulation looking ahead to uh, November of next year. I'll try. I think that what we've all seen among your family, friends, associates, it's a much more introspective period the past year. It's what's happening in your regular life, keeping your kids on track, keeping them in school, or your grandchildren, or your spouse, etc. There's been a tremendous amount of personal challenges, and that has taken politics a little bit off the table for a lot of people. I think it gradually comes back as things reopen, everything will be getting more back to normal, including voting patterns and perhaps a more of an interest in, in politics. So I think by the time October rolls around, we'll have a pretty spirited mayoral race, and certainly the governor's race next year will be more spirited than this congressional race, which I agree with you. I think a lot of the energy has been sucked out of the room with the pandemic, and we're going to have a low turnout, and you know, and plus the personalities in the race haven't been compelling. Finally, uh, can you just... Uh well, you know what, Joe? I want you to come back after the race. I want to uh, get into it. I've got to, I'm running out of time here at the bottom of the hour. I've got to check on weather and traffic. But I appreciate you checking in and uh, giving us uh, uh, your ideas about what's, what, what's happening out there. Good to talk to you, Eddie. Thanks. I appreciate you. So uh, i I got to say, there's some things scrambling in my head uh, here, Dowd. I wanted to start delving into some of the other pieces of the sort of political uh, texture out there. And I just, I just don't see that they're even concerned or worried. I mean, you're hearing it from Joe, and you know, this is when you have to clean house, as one texter said, and you know, basically start from the ground up. I don't even know at this point that you can fix what's broken. Uh, every single answer in every every single opposition is like there is no answer. <laughs> they're not worried about it. They're not concerned about. It. They're they're literally picking who's next. You know, I'm sitting here scrambling in my head uh, thinking about Hector Balderas, uh, Brian Cologne. There's no AG uh, <laughs> Republican uh, uh, candidate. Like, there just is no opposition. I mean, mm -hmm. you were going to get the same New Mexico, and we've already forecasted the population growth. It will never surpass 2.4 million. Uh, and, and it's like, well, this is New Mexico. It's not going to change. 
and I hate to be so fatalistic, deterministic in that, but there's there's nothing else to really say. Joe, I mean, he didn't skip a beat. He knew exactly all the way from top to bottom that there is nothing that the Democrats at this point are worried about, uh, the least of which is any behavior uh, by Michelle Lujan Grisham, and they're going to change the news cycle around here anyway. Well, I mean, the claim that uh, I love the establishment kind of mouthpieces like like Monaghan, who are well, we got to bring back you know for the Republican Party to be relevant, we got to bring back Jacob Javits and, and the, the Rockefellers. I mean, if you really look at where the energy in the Republican Party is, I mean, you can love Donald Trump or you can hate Donald Trump. I there's a lot of things I liked about it. I probably liked more of his administration policies than opposed uh, m- more than fifty percent. I, I was I, I supported, but. Where is the energy in the Republican Party now? You, you know, who does Mitt, what, what, what's Mitt Romney's constituency? This idea that some significant portion of the Republican Party is going to break off, and you know that that's where the, there's going to be some sort of internal war. They represent, you know, what constituency does Mitt Romney and and Susan Collins have? I mean, yeah, there's a lot out. more Eddie Aragon out there types. Whether it's a voter, whether it's people in the media, whether it's a lot of uh, guys and con- guys and gals in Congress who've had a lot of success on Trumpian. Platforms, I would say, um, and the other issues surprised me a little bit. You boys didn't talk about the ethnicity issue in the mayoral race. Does Keller's opponent's ethnicity ethnicity in a almost majority Latino Latinx? Do I have to say Hispanic? Um, you, you boys didn't bring that up, which was surprising to me because it just I continue to believe that a city like Albuquerque, this pretty blonde boy with this Harvard degree, is just not representative of the population here and a really well-run campaign by a person who happens to have the right ethnicity can knock him off when there are a record number of murders in the city. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe old Keller will be reelected by 40 points, but uh, I think it's still a little too early given the given what's going on in this city. Um, well, let me let me let me answer that in the in the frame and right after I check in with somebody I was listening to over the weekend who just recently got back in here who dominated radio in the aughts uh, for the first part. And he's hosting a weekend show now, and I, I was absolutely startled with the way that he was framing the crime in the city of Albuquerque. Okay. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick it up there right after. I'm not even gonna take a break. I'm just going straight to uh, Rudy Grande to check on weather and traffic. And uh, Mike, you can go ahead and call in now. All right, let's put things together, and we're going to start with the weather. Looking pretty decent for the next couple of days. A little windy uh, in most evenings, but nothing to worry about there. I will tell you right now, it just feels great out there, doesn't it? 75 degrees in Santa Fe. It's 87 in Rio Rancho and 84 at the Rock of Talk. Kind of sloppy now, developing on I-40 westbound, heavying on up right there as you leave Carlisle. Going into the big guy, you're going to be under 15 miles an hour, and that's pretty much the story. All the way across the big guy over to 12th Street. Only good news there, no accidents, so that is definitely okay. Looks like the drive on I-25 southbound still stumbles at Osuna southbound to Montgomery. Get beyond that, you're back up to speed into the big eye. And looks like Paseo del Norte, that's coming around okay, leaving I-25 pretty much across the river over to Coors Boulevard. All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Life Spring at Salon Helena. We're on Manal, two and a half blocks west of Wyoming, and we're really glad the people are coming in. I got to tell you, <laughs> Helena just has this great smile and such a welcoming person. She's great. And so you want to come and say hi to her, make sure you get your Canyon water. And don't forget, here we have the Rock of Talk t shirt, the Murder Mike t shirt. Those are for sale here as well, and we'd love just to meet you as well. Come on by, live spring at Salon Helena on Manal, two and a half blocks west of Wyoming. All right, we're up to date. 
Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right. Thanks, Rudy. I appreciate it uh, very much. And thanks for being over at uh, Salon Helena. Um, I'm just going to just finish this by that man who's now doing the show on the weekends on Saturday and Sunday, uh, who was the number one rated show host. They were talking about crime. And I happened to just scan over while I was playing golf. <laughs> And I was listening to what he was saying about crime and the little wispy woman who was talking with him. And they were saying, well, crime's a problem everywhere. But the problem with that argument is you just can't say because crime is increasing in New York, it should increase in Albuquerque. Right, right. Crime's increasing in Chicago, it should increase in Albuquerque. You know, then, then they proceeded to say, well, there's little that a mayor can do in order to reduce crime. Okay. So let me stop because that literally made me crazy because, one, that was a former conservative radio station. That's someone that is very wishy-washy on this. And in my opinion, there's everything that can be done by a mayor. One, your police force. You can use your bully pulpit from the mayor's office Absolutely. to enforce the law. To put out new things to the city council to say that these ordinances that we're going to go ahead and pass in the city council, we're going to hold these people accountable. We're not going to allow, you know, just like they're starting to talk about where they're going to allow these pot places uh, to, to, you know, certain areas. You could have done a lot of these things. And in very short order, the judicial system working directly, I mean, Raul Torres is one of, uh, I think, uh, uh, Tim, Ke Tim Keller's best friends. How much could have Raul Torres prosecuted these, not let these guys skate, not implement the Arnold tool uh, to the level that they did, and actually say, you know what, we've got a real problem. Instead of going out and doing these you know, cockamamie uh, gun buyback programs that they do on the weekend, which do nothing, <laughs> which do absolutely nothing, how about economic development, jobs, making sure that we are focused not on empowering parts of our community that are taking apart our economy. And I, I, we'll get into these stories probably again tomorrow. There's not going to be enough to, time today. But, you know, you hear Ike Benton, big progressive Democrat, and you hear some of the other progressive Democrats that are in there. You know, these guys could look at this and say, we don't want to defund the police. We're not going to pay Black Lives Matter $1 million. Yep. We're not going to empower these small... We're not going to jump on board with this hateful message coming from the New Mexico United. Like, the politics has absolutely driven everything that you're seeing happen. They're saying, oh, it's be nice to a thug there. Hug a thug yeah. uh, strategy. That's exactly what they've done. The no settlement policy, imperative. Letting these attorneys know that they can't sue the city of Albuquerque, that we will drag you through court forever for you to get a settlement. I mean, right now, you're just hoping that somebody in your family, whether it's the county or the city, gets shot and killed so you can go ahead and make a million dollars, or two, or three, or five, or six, and that you didn't have to handle. Look at the biggest payouts that have been done. The biggest payouts in the city of Albuquerque, both on the county and the city, have been given... To mental yep. illness patients, yep, yep. right? Yep. Whereas families didn't handle them, compounding with the fact that we expected our police officers to be responsible for their behavior after that person, James Boyd, case in point. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you look at the stack of sheets that, that's there. So, you know, to think that your election for mayor, regardless, being a sheriff, why not? Why don't we elect uh, Sheriff Arpaio in Phoenix? 
law enforcement isn't a good image right now in a progressive city. You can't win with a law enforcement. That's not generating. People aren't looking for law and order. Like, where do you where do you get that messaging and put that out and say, yeah, we should just elect a cop? Why? Because the cops right now have a hug-a-thug strategy because <laughs> their hands are tied? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the Department of Justice or, or you have the new... Uh, and I talk to the cops all the time, the new civilian mm-hmm. oversight uh, a group that looks at these guys and, and sticks a cop up there and said, how did you behave? Do like, you think a, po- a, a police officer wants to do a job here versus, hey, they can actually do their jobs in, in the state of Texas? Hmm. They'll just pick up and leave, and they'll actually get their retirement after 25, 30 years in the force. Well, you think any anyone who thinks that the mayor can't have an impact on crime, I think I have two words for you. Rudy Giuliani, who is someone who... You know, a lot of us on the civil libertarian side had qualms about what he did in terms of the broken window theory and, enfor- you know, enforcing the little stuff so that when you when you pay attention to the broken windows, the, the larger stuff starts to take care of itself. Um, a heck of a lot of liberals in New York City who, who, were li- who loved to live in New York City and called themselves civil libertarians ended up loving Rudy G- Giuliani for the turnaround he did in that city that made it livable again. And there's a heck of a lot that you can do. You you just rattle off, you know, some of those issues, Eddie, uh, and 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 also setting the cultural, you know, that there's a new sheriff in town, and we're not going to do things the way they that we did in the past. Um, and Giuliani, for all his faults, and I know you know a lot of people hate him because of some of the crazy things he said about you know Trump in the election and rescuing the, uh, you know from the from the left. But I mean, Julie as Giuliani as a mayor imposed those crime. His version of criminal justice reform is, which was, we're not going to let this city be Lord of the Flies anymore. And it became enormously livable again. Families even started moving into parts of New York City. A lot of businesses that were thinking of leaving stayed in New York City. And there was a a renaissance, you know. Finally, that's the cement doubt, as you know. Once you bring in industry, once you bring in jobs, there's so much spillover from that. You get to invest in new programs. You know, you're not asking uh, trannies to read at the library anymore. You're actually investing in things that, oh, oh, did I, did Eddie just say that? Yes, I said that. Absolutely, I right. said that. That'd be one of the things that I would absolutely revoke immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be something else that just eats and ebbs at the morale of this real. And I'll I'll get into more of that. That's actually part of the plan uh, coming from the left, and it really it really is. It, I think use the word to use that first word that they really go after you. So yes, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, City of Albuquerque responds to the Albuquerque Police Union's Crime Matters More campaign. And this was Sean Willoughby saying when they call 911, they want a police officer there to do their job. That's not happening. That's unfair. Well, you go through this whole entire thing and this campaign that they're trying to put out. They're just trying to make Albuquerque safer. And the only way you can make it safer is by taking care of the police officers. But you have oversight internally in IA, which is internal affairs in the police department. There's 70 officers that are focused on the behavior of the other 800 officers. Mm-hmm. That is not going to improve morale. And this is why people uh, and police officers are thinking about not supporting the city. Mm-hmm. They owe the community a better response. They have to plan. Can the police department fight crime and focus on DOJ reform? City, city officials said yes. It's not hindering a fighting crime. It absolutely is. It's one of the reasons why crime has continued to grow. Mm-hmm. These police officers have to think five times before they walk into any situation. Okay? Now, uh, here's, here, here's exactly what, what's been happening because the media started to finally report upon this. Shooting, sexual assaults, mayhem, the banditos, motorcycle gangs, right? And then they always have to conclude, oh, Richard Berry had to deal with all this kind of stuff. Not to the level we've done now. Funny how you couldn't put 
um, Mayor Keller's name in all this. We're going to continue to do work and divert resources to downtown. We saw those things. We're going to reopen. We knew things were going to change. That's from your new chief of police, Medina. And things are getting worse with him. And changing that didn't help. As I told you before, Ike Benton, he says, this is a real different stage. I've seen it go through a lot of stages, ups and downs. I lived in the district long before I was a counselor. With these groups, it's just sheer fearlessness and arrogance about doing whatever they're doing. Notice he's not targeting the real thugs in all of this because what would actually what would actually improve the city of Albuquerque is getting rid of what? Drugs. Prosecuting people. Who are dr- Why are these shootings? Why are there stabbings? They're either drunk or doped up or now we've got fentanyl all over our streets. Who could have done who could have done a better job doing that? Your mayor. You didn't see that as a problem. Well, we're just gonna focus on the stat that everyone's focused on. Stolen cars. Assaults. Benton said the overriding concern is the slippage and the lawlessness in all forms. You've encouraged it. Exactly. When you, when you say when <laughs> Who's you, to blame Benton? People yeah, like you. When you say defund the police, you're encouraging that. And, and again, what did Rudy Giuliani do? He cracked down on the squeegee man. Remember the squeegee man who would who would you know go to your uh, in New York City when you would they would start cleaning your windows. And he just said, get out of here. And then he would demand money. He cracked down on the little stuff. He, he, didn't, he didn't just sort of surrender the field. And what do we have in Albuquerque? A complete departure. And the cops, who, as you said, the cops who do, are trying to enforce the law are always looking over their shoulder because the feds are watching them. Exactly. Yep. It's very, listen, as a libertarian, as a civil libertarian, I don't apologize for being a civil libertarian. It's very easy to live in theory world when you're in rural Connecticut and nobody ever gets attacked and nobody ever gets shot. In the city of Albuquerque... It's Lord of the Flies, Mad Max out there, and even people like me have to realize that maybe the conditions are are such that uh, you got to leave theory world and look at practical reality. So remember, this is a leftist progressive. I mean, nobody more leftist than Ike Benton, oh, I yeah. believe, yeah. In, in the city council. Yeah, UNM guy. And, and yeah. here's what he says. You know, architectural, central planning. Yeah. We how, want, how well is your we planning want, going in Albuquerque now, Benton? We want more roundabouts. Yeah, right, right, what right. we need is more roundabouts. Was it road calming? <laughs> Traffic calming. Yes. Yeah. 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 Road diet. We've got to go on a road diet. Everything's single lane. Everything's yeah. roundabout. Yeah, everyone will bicycle everywhere. So here's he says that he hopes the incidents don't continue in an area already hit hard by the pandemic. Oh, you reinforce this. Hoping is not a plan. (laughs) Yeah, hope is not a strategy. And here's what he says. This is somebody who's finally acknowledging that you need a business approach to things. We're trying so hard to make it a vibrant area. Oh, are you? What about the shooting over there at the the pizza company the other day? And this activity would drive anyone away. Oh, finally acknowledging reality. There you go. That's what you're dealing with. Oh, and, you know, we've talked a long about uh, street racing around here. Oh, yeah. You know, we've talked a lot about uh, what's happening out on the roads. The roads are a lot, a lot worse. The number of fatals, mm-hmm. the way people are driving. I mean, overall, it it is just kind of a certain level of lawlessness that we've engaged here in the. And it's not because we've been you know cooped up in our houses for too long. It's because they are telling people, they're signaling to these people that hey, don't worry. The hug a thug uh, strategy that we're employing, uh, we're going to go easy on you, criminals. The real bad people were the Trump supporters. Uh, the real criminals are the people. Out there on one six. So check in with Murder Mike. Murder Mike, you there? That I sure am, eh? And boy, I'm telling you, you're really killing it like it is as far as Albuquerque goes. That's for sure. Well, that's good. Uh, that could get me in trouble, but uh, we need to do that because we have a city to save and not me to save. Let's talk for a moment about last night. You called me late last night. Uh, there was a lot of activity out on the scanners. I uh, went directly to Sean Willoughby with that information. We got some good confirmation that the police officers uh, were okay. KRQE is finally reporting uh, on this, but uh, you were on that last night. What happened? 
Okay, at um, 23.15, or correction, 11.15 last night, AFR was dispatched to the Northeast Heights substation because an officer there was having difficulty breathing after opening up some type of uh, un- unidentified substance. About three minutes later, he, be- he was rendered unconscious and given Narcan. Uh, 43.50, our ambulance and rescue was dispatched to that scene and they triaged the officer and immediately transported him to, an op- to a, a local hospital code. They cleared a path of this, this, this ambulance all the way to the hospital. The police shut down intersections, getting him there fast. They had no idea what kind of, what this chemical substance was. It was something on a, one of the 16, one of the prisoners that they had taken there, which they routinely do. They'll take a prisoner to the substations for questioning, for further interrogation, and then before they transport him downtown uh, to the jail. But so it's just not an uncommon occurrence. Um, and then at uh, 11.53, the hazmat team from the Albuquerque Fire Department was dispatched to the Northeast substation to pretty much lock it down and put, put a perimeter in it. And at 0016, that's a bit, about 15 minutes after midnight, uh, two more officers fell ill and became having to and began having difficulty breathing. Again, ambulance and rescue was dispatched once again to the substation. And those two other officers were also uh, dis- taken uh, by ambulance to local hospitals. So that's, that's kind of a rundown of what happened last night between the officers. Now, I understand, uh, and I'm, I'm sure, Eddie, you can elaborate on this. The officers are, are all three of them seem to be okay. Yeah, they're all, good all good. Yeah, they're fine. I'm, I'm wondering if they ingested fentanyl. Um, it's possible because you know they gave the one officer in the very beginning. They gave him Narcan, and they don't you don't give Narcan just to, for any particular reason. You usually give it to somebody that's OD'd on some type some type of opiate or is rendered unconscious. So, and in fact, it, uh, the uh, fire department dispatcher was kind of in his voice. You could tell you know, and, and the officer was given Narcan. And I don't know why, but uh, you know. Keep that in mind when you're responding to the call to triage the officer. So that that's that that, that kind of threw me for a loop. Narcan? I mean, why up Narcan to you know? So uh, it's possible. It is very possible. Well, I appreciate you staying on that uh, last night. Bring us some stats tomorrow. Let us know how it's all going. Uh, assaults. Uh, you know, if there's murders. Uh, I know that we're at 55 now. You know, we we can uh, certainly compare notes. Uh, I think the city of Albuquerque is reporting 48 or 49. So we need to stay on top of that stuff, and uh, you know I've heard right. his, I've heard his uh, high from another police officer, fifty eight. So uh, you know we'll see where well, it finally kind of comes in. I think we're pretty much up there. I've been calling OMI all day to try to get the the stats because if anybody would know the stats, it'd be the medical investigator. So I'm yep. working on that. Also, last night, just in case you're interested, we did have another shooting, and that was at Tenth and Central, and that occurred about uh, 20 minutes till 12, and a carjacking at about 3:13 this morning, where a gentleman got his 2012 BMW jacked, and. and in the 1500 block of I lift, that was at gunpoint. Yeah, that's Albuquerque West Side. Uh, I lift in core somewhere. Yep, that's exactly right. And, uh, and, and Sage Nunsa, we had a vehicle into a light pole. That was about 3.38 this morning. So far yesterday, we had five assaults. 
three shots fired calls, two ODs, two down and outs, one shooting, which I just told you about earlier. No stabbings and no homicides, so that's one good thing. And one lowjack hit on a stolen car. And of course, we had a another shooting just uh, just this, this afternoon. There was a uh, some guy was brought over to the Hard Hospital of all places with multiple gunshot wounds. So I'm trying to figure out what happened then. And there's heat exposure. A lot of people were dropping from heat exposure. So people at the outside of the heat stay hydrated. There you go. I'm drinking a lot of water today. There it is, Mike. Drink a lot of water. Absolutely. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us on that. Uh, <clears throat> I, I really think that um, bringing that awareness has uh, certainly helped uh, yeah. down. I really do. And, uh, Mike, I, uh, uh, I'd also, if you get a chance tomorrow, this thing that really struck me about the street racing, because I hear them. I'm up really almost out of the city. I'm way north up and right off the highway at an apartment complex, even though I spend most of my time in Corrales down the road. 26 fatal crashes in Albuquerque. This is according to the city itself. Most of them related to speeding. And you can't call those homicides, but those are deaths, unnatural deaths that have occurred, a significant number of them due to if, if how many of them are related to, to road racing. I mean, that is uh, another way that this broken culture in Albuquerque can kill you. Even if you're not street racing yourself, you could be, you could be the victim of one of these. And uh, it's, it's fascinating. I don't know if do they keep a good record of the fatal crashes within the city because... Uh, it's just something we haven't talked about, and there's a lot of irresponsible people out there, whether you're just as an individual speeding or whether you're, in, you're, you're engaged in street racing. I mean, fortunately, a lot of that street racing goes on you know, late well, late in the night or early in the morning, so there's not that many cars on the, on the street, so that's the benefit. People aren't doing this at, at rush hour. But 26 fatal crashes in Albuquerque, Albuquerque, again, according to the city, most of them related to speeding. So, uh, People are asking about Glenn Beck. He's on at 7 p.m. until July 1st. So uh, that's what you need to know. I like uh, back on it in the evening. I've been, I've been listening this week. Yeah, I think it was uh, pretty good. But uh, he'll be on uh, live from 7 to 10 a.m. So, uh, Eddie, I didn't spell your name wrong. Siri did. Eddie Street Racing killed a priest from St. Pius on Friday afternoon and injured the young man riding with him over on court. I saw that story, yeah. Um, Eddie, that was uh, good with Monaghan, balanced perspective. You know, uh, really, it's a, I, it's, I got to say, I, I, him and I are just not, not on the same not on the same page uh, politically on stuff, but uh, at least he has a read for what's what's happening. He is pretty honest about that. The energy of the Republican Party is in Florida. It seems almost by the plan our DeSantis is rising. That is, that is very exciting. <laughs> DeSantis is rising. Yeah. Trump's stolen election proved me, to me that Democrats have maintained power by flipping votes with Dominion machines. There you go. Bingo. Bingo. Right there. That needs to be addressed before everything else. Boy, I think that's the text of the day. We're still not... We're still not uh, talking enough about that. Maybe us Republicans are a little bit shell-shocked and still depressed. That's not an Come on, that's not an excuse. You're Joe Monahan. Change versus more of the same. The economy, stupid. Don't forget Hunter Biden. Ooh, I like that. Change versus more of the same. Yeah, we're, we're getting all the same. Uh, might have to kill some commies first. Trump policies, he still thinks it's the 90s. Oh, my gosh, this is a bunch of... This guy... ETA equals deal breaker for me for Moors. How bloody stupid does New Mexico GOP think we are? Failure is spelled rhino, period. I've only heard one Moors ad on your station over and over. Whatever that is, something about crime bill. When was Dominion installed in New Mexico? Have ours won a significant race since? Name a Democrat led city or state that is doing well. Don't read. This creep. Oh, wow. Well. Uh, <clears throat> by the same token, Republicans, what good are they? Trump policies might have to kill some. Con- I mean, that's a level of anger. But at least that's passion. 
You know? Sorry. Deputy Doobie ran in 2008. Oh, uh, yeah. we go. Deputy Doobie. Then he came and started an alternative Republican Party. I wouldn't recommend it uh, at this point. I really don't believe that. You've got to get rid of the current one. It's a two-party system. Yeah. Eddie was at the EMS Quality Assurance Officer for one of the three battalions. You know what it is? It's a It's a social club. That's what I determined. Well, you're absolutely it. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, a yeah, social yeah. club. It's like where yeah. people gather. Yep. They're not like getting any. And, and they can done. and they can kind of gossip about each other. I, I've I've always said that Republican Party hacks in this state and other states they should have little hair dryers on their heads, and so they could they're like little late <laughs> ladies at the salon, you know, chattering away. Or maybe just go to the bingo hall. I mean, you never people yeah. on the left, people's Democratic Party, know exactly what they want to accomplish. They're highly motivated, and they go out to do it every day until the Republican Party has something like that. <laughs> Uh, I was the EMS quality assurance officer for one of the three battalions for AFR 10 years ago before I retired. Narcan or naloxone uh, was in the protocol for unknown unconscious person when I was working as a paramedic for AFR. Thank you. You guys are so safety. I heard your comment. Thanks for the update. I probably won't be listening at that time slot at night, but I will be back after 7-1 when he's on live. Okay, good. I like that. You know what? This is good feedback. When you guys do this kind of stuff and you tell me what you like and don't like, trust me, I, uh, I need that. I'm so glad uh, our New Mexico, well, this is uh, New Mexico loser, Republican Party chooses losers for us. Uh, our local party of conservatives chose Mark from a wide field of contenders as the most conservative candidate uh, capable of winning this race. We encourage all Republicans to get involved in our party so that we must nominate candidates. These candidates are conservative and can win. We need your help. Here they are. Look at these guys just bouncing me information. Okay, I'll read it. My choice was Eddie Aragon, who is way, way too, con- way more conservative. I can't read it if you keep texting me while I'm reading your text. I'm getting bombarded. This is obviously coming from, um, this is something I'll just have to put on, uh, I guess, up to the top of the Air Fox News. I do want to get to some more Virgin Galactic uh, stuff for you, Dad, because I know that that's something that you're just chomping at the bit. I, I, I'm, yeah, I I'm, enjoyed your, your discussion yesterday, and I enjoyed Mr. Barron's pointing out that it really was, you know, Spaceport America is a lot of things, but one of the things it was was another one of these planks in in the resume, I guess, of Richardson who wanted to be, be president. And we, we well too often we forget we that. We didn't get that. Yeah. I know. That was uh, very good. So let's hit the top of the hour Fox News. Thanks, everybody, for listening. An hour long, an hour strong. Uh, we will get to commercials next hour. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. New York's investigation into the Trump organization has taken another step. Manhattan's district attorney has convened a grand jury that could decide whether or not to indict former President Trump or others connected to the Trump organization. The Washington Post first reported the development that indicates an investigation by Manhattan prosecutors has advanced. The investigation, led by District Attorney Cyrus Vance, is believed to be focused on business practices at the Trump Organization, including real estate manipulation. The grand jury convened will sit for three days a week for six months and likely hear matters beyond just the Trump case. Jared Halpern, Fox News. On this one-year anniversary of the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, Floyd's family members sat down with President Biden and Vice President Harris for about an hour this afternoon to discuss police reform. If you can make federal laws to protect the bird, which is the bald eagle, you can make federal laws to protect people of color. George Floyd's brother, Phil O'Neese, the, the president said it was good to meet with the family, but he said... Those even through personal loss know that although every anniversary is uh, your happy...
these people remember. It also brings everything back. And the president said although the Memorial Day deadline he set for a police reform bill will pass before it gets to his desk, he's hopeful that it will happen soon. The mother of two children who were found dead last year in Idaho and her husband have been charged with murder. Lori Vallow Daybell and, Daybell and Chad Daybell face multiple charges including murder and conspiracy. The New Jersey State Police have confirmed a third person has died from injuries sustained in Saturday's mass shooting at a party in the city of Bridgeton. And they say a second person has been arrested. A dozen people were injured in the shooting. America is listening to Fox News. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. confidently in the direction of your dreams. Unless it's a bad dream, then turn around. Go the other way. Progressive Motorcycle also presents basic policies starting at $79 a year. Progressive Motorcycle for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy is not available in all states. Panera favorites are hot and ready to serve for dinner. Taste our creamy mac and cheese served in a crispy bread bowl. Or the classic bacon turkey bravo featuring our signature sauce. How about our new mouth-watering chipotle chicken and bacon flatbread pizza? These and other favorites are waiting for you. Order dinner tonight for delivery or pickup. Only at Panera. Availability and pricing may vary. Government reports suggest that the Trump administration forced people who came to the U.S. illegally who were being deported to leave their children in the U.S. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security now says it found more than 340 cases of migrants insisting they take their children with them when being deported. And also some cases of parents being deported alone anyway. This report is from DHS's Inspector General Joseph Kufari, a Trump appointee. It seemingly contradicts the claims of then-DHS Secretary Christian Nielsen, who testified to Congress that every parent had a choice to leave or take their kids. Family separations became a political crisis for the previous administration in the midst of cracking down on illegal border crossings. Evan Brown, Fox News. With the unofficial start of summer and the travel season just days away, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says there are still COVID requirements on public transportation that need to be followed. The federal government still requires the traveling public to wear a mask on planes, buses, trains, and other forms of public transportation. Mayorkas said it's encouraging to see increases in numbers of people traveling. He said it's a sign the nation is recovering from the pandemic. In nearly every major city in the U.S., people of color are exposed to more extreme heat than white people. That's according to a study published today oh, in the Journal Nature Communications, which used government temperature and census data. The study found that in 2017, in nearly all large urban areas, the average non-white person lived in an area with higher-than-average temperatures. Sorry, Rudy. Just yeah, go ahead and do the weather. Sorry, I'm going to shut that off. Yeah, let's move on from that. Let's uh, get the third hour put together, and we're going to start with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande. It just is going to be a real nice day again tomorrow. Uh, heading towards 85 to 90 degrees, which is perfect. I know right now at uh, the uh, VA hospital it is 84 degrees, and it is 86 at the Rock of Talk. And i got to tell you, the roads look okay, except I'm wondering what the deal is with the North 25 getting off of Jefferson. That off-ramp is sold out, and I don't see any accidents there. 
I don't know of any construction there either, but just get ready. That's going to be a little bit of a snag and you get up and go. If you're trying to make your way across on uh, uh, across the river there on uh, Rio Bravo, that's uh, starting to look a little bit better right now as you wind your way from the river on over to Isleta. And it looks like the drive in Rio Rancho, uh, it's really out of Rio Rancho. It's going to be a little bit tough on Coors Boulevard uh, around Montano Plaza. All right, we've been at Live Spring at Salon Helena today with a Rock of Talk t-shirts, the Murder Mike t-shirts. want to remind you, this is the place to be for the salt room at Salon Helena. Come on in, relax in a room built with Himalayan salt bricks and crystals. In fact, that Himalayan pink salt is naturally anti-microbial, anti, uh, antibacterial, and anti-inflammatory, which means it's great for any kind of respiratory conditions. The salt room at Salon Helena... That is on Manal, just two and a half blocks west of Wyoming. All right. Well, with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. in the 505 with more 411 uh, for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon. Uh, so I, I figure if I'm going to take some hate, uh, let's talk about the word tranny. Shall we? I mean, just to kind of kick it off uh, third hour. What was that at the top of the hour? What were they talking about? Race? Uh, all I heard was something about white people yeah. in the sun. University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. <laughs> Researchers say that uh, black Americans are exposed to an extra... now. One of the things you know, uh, you can tell when, when you can tell something's junk science, ladies and gentlemen. I'm 29 years in the business, so I know a little bit about this. You know it's junk science when you have this sort of perfect precision. Like they'll tell you there'll be some economic impact study, and they say, "Well, this investment by the public will create 53,791 jobs." You know, uh, according to North Car- University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, black people are exposed to an extra. 3.12, those two decimal points, 3.12 degrees Celsius, not Fahrenheit, because these are academics and, you know, they, they love the metric system, uh, of heating on average in the urban neighborhoods compared to only an extra 1.47 degrees Celsius for those evil white people. So we bring you the truth here in the Kiva, ladies and gentlemen. I, mean. I had to shut that off. All I know is I heard something... It entered one ear, out the other. I mean, what, what are we Everything saying? Is we're saying like, don't leave dogs and black people in the car. Right, right. Is that what we're saying? Right, right. Who's more at risk, your dog or a black person left in the car? <laughs> I mean, this is where we are in America in 2021. Uh, can I talk about trannies? Is that all right? I mean, I got I got to. I gotta didn't know you were interested it. in cars, Mister. Oh, <laughs> whoa, that's good. Okay. No, something else. <clears throat> so I guess since we can pretty much talk about anything, and there's nothing wrong with what we're saying. Um, tranny or tranny is a derogatory term for a transgender drag or cross-dressing person okay? and it is an offensive slur in mainstream context now there's two references for that during the so I just slurred right oh but I did it here you go during the early 2010s there was confusion in debate over whether the term was pejorative or was still considered acceptable or a reappropriated term of unity and pride. Listen closely. By 2017, the word was banned by major media style books. There you go. Okay? So the AP style book. Like, so here you go. Here's how this... So now you get to journey into what you can use. And I knew that I had heard tranny, and I heard it all the time from who you just heard from is the 
RuPaul, right? That's the first one you became ultimately the first one in popular culture, really, if you think about it. By 2017, the word was banned by several major media style books and considered hate speech. Hate speech by Facebook. Yes, we're being redefined by Facebook. Roz Cavani wrote in The Guardian in 2010 that Tranny had recently appeared to be undergoing reappropriation to be used with pride by trans activists. But it didn't take, quote-unquote, didn't take due to in part the words continued currency as a term of abuse. Lance Bass said in 2011 that he had thought the term was not a slur, having heard it frequently on RuPaul's Drag Race or Project Runway, but apologized for using the term on Access Hollywood after learning from, quote-unquote, the advocate and the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, GLAD, that was no longer acceptable. GLAD's 2011 transgender resource page said the term is usually considered uh, usually considered offensive and or defamatory to transgender people. Okay, here we go. This is where it gets good. Trans activists like Justin Vivian Bond, Kate Bornstein, drag queens such as RuPaul and Lady Bunny, and I know you'll, you'll, you know who Lady Bunny is, have advocated for the use of the term. They're the most notable, the most notable transgender Transgender, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to say. So I'm trying to put an even speak now. Uh, but if I'm, if I'm a fan of RuPaul and Lady Bunny, you're saying tranny. Vaughn said in 2014 that banning the word does not eliminate transphobia, but rather steals a joyous and hard-won identity from those of us who are and have been perfectly comfortable, if not delighted to be called trannies. At the same time, RuPaul said, I love the word tranny. And the word was not being redefined by the transgender community, but only by, quote-unquote, this is RuPaul, fringe people who are looking for storylines to strengthen their identity as victims. Ornstein said the word was used in the 60s and the 70s in Sydney, Australia, by trans people as a name for identities that they shared. But said no one should think Borstein was giving them permission to use the term to describe anyone without first knowing the term used in their gender identity. Kristen Williams reviewed historic uses of the term and found it first published instances in 1983 originating among gay men and expressed doubt that it originated many years prior to this. The Tranny Awards changed its name to... it was Yeah, they actually had the Tranny Awards in 2014. The slur was in the name of the, the award. Slur, there <laughs> it is. They had the Tranny Awards in 2014. They changed its name to the Transgender Erotica Awards, citing feedback from the extended trans adult community as a reason to stop using the term. In 2017, Facebook's anti-hate speech algorithm started blocking posts containing tranny as well as two other words that I will not say. Logical progression. Takeover and redefinition of terms in an attempt to subvert and control you and to turn you into a predator. You, if you're using that word, you must support Donald Trump, yep. right? Well, only hate speech. Only, and then we got the change. Of hate speech. We change our AP style books. We oh. change our Facebooks. We change every single thing out there. And then the media jumps on board and says, well, you can't say that anymore. When they literally two years before, prior to that, had the tranny awards. I'll, I'll, go you, I'll do you better than that. You know what the Q in LBGTQ plus ampersand ellipsis is? Queer, 
in my my father was growing up, if you wanted to insult a man's masculinity, you called him a queer. Mm-hmm. There was a game called Smear the Queer. It was like this thing that you know, young guys played. Smear the Queer. Smear the Queer. Yeah. And then in the 80s, the, the same-sex activists, lobbyists, took on Queer Nation, became its own, I think, I don't know if it was a lobbying organization, some kind of organization, and they said, we're going to take what you use in a pejorative sense, or we're going to turn around and be proud of it. So it seems like that's happening with tranny it was okay then it was not okay now it's back to being okay i mean well, so it's, it's hard to follow all so these ups and downs so here we go uh black people okay so let's use the n-word yep. right yeah so tranny can call somebody else a tranny 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 right. all they want right, right? right they right. can they can your do free that. speech depends on your status your, your identity exactly yeah. your ability to use it to quote unquote as you just said take back to the power yep. who can use the n-word my right my n-word Hey, bro, my N-word. Right? But somebody else uses it, and it's immediately because they don't don't identify. Well, what if you have, I don't know, does, does Eminem run around after he has street cred? Notice uh, Eminem, and I don't know anything about him, nor do I care. But the point is, he's a white guy, right. and if he uses the N-word, but because of his cultural cachet being from the inner cities of Detroit, eight miles, right? Eight mile. Or if he were to use that, would that be considered a slur? Does he have... Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I'm thinking of the Does young that make sense? the young girls, like the sorority girls, who call each other, if a man called them the same name, like disparaging names for yeah. women of loose morals, but they'll like walk into a room and say, hi, you B-words or yeah. W-H-words, and it's okay because they're all female. So it all depends yeah, on what yeah, your yeah. status is. Mm, mm. Not a good place we're going to here. You mean in the show or just in society in general? Uh, our show is always firing on all cylinders. <laughs> And I'm proud to Let's see who's firing on all cylinders. You're in the Kiva. Go ahead. That's you. Going once, going twice. Daddy, you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Yes. B times wow. a maiden. You did post the buckwheat stuff on there. I couldn't believe it was available online. I couldn't believe it. Why? Do you think that they should ban that? No, no. I said I couldn't believe that YouTube would allow it to be on, given well, their, their I mean, speech another, codes. There's another thing. I, I mean, think it's hilarious. That's Eddie Murphy, Murphy doing that. Right? Yes. So if here you're we are. Black, black, you can make, you can fun, make fun of yes. black stereotyping. In there the you pa- go. Okay. You can actually stereotype your own. Ra- but wouldn't that make him in some sort of distorted way an Uncle Tom? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But don't forget, we also had we had Jimmy Kimmel do what was called blackface, blackface yeah. for, for the basketball player. Yeah. And we had Jimmy Fallon do blackface for kid uh, Chris Rock. Mm. But... They're woke, and they're interviewing the lady who wrote White Fragility, yeah, and they can take care of it. You're on the fringe. If you're a D, you can get away with it. You can get away with it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm glad to know the rules. Yeah. Yeah. It's very clear as mud. Oh, that's also Good racist money. somehow. Yes, yes. Uh, how can we help you? Yes, go ahead, sir. <laughs> All right, Eddie. Reach you back to a topic you were talking about earlier. Oh, yes. Uh, totally take us off topic. I think that's the way. That keeps the flow of the station just... Have you noticed that? Like, you know, hey, hey, everybody, you want to know what I want to talk about today? Hey, I'm just going back to something you talked about. Remember an hour and 43 minutes ago? I was talking about something else. <laughs> uh, what was I talking I don't remember anymore. Go ahead, Dave. Okay, it was just about 15 to uh, 5 minutes ago. And it comes down to the question of uh, if you wanted to depopulate a city, what is the first thing you would do? Now, we were talking about fentanyl. No. So, that was part of the conversation. Arsenic in the water, David? I mean, that'd be uh, the first well, thing to do. 
Well, you want to depopulate Albuquerque, you find your water source, and then you go and you drop a couple of kilos of fentanyl in the water source, and you let it sit there for about three, four weeks. Is this a, is this a threat? Uh, you need to clarify now. Are you at all uh, making a threat to the uh, public on public airwaves? Negative. I have okay, actually... So I would not... It's sort of like making... You know, people who haven't been, uh, who aren't mentally sound, making them watch uh, horror movies. We know what happens after that, right? Well, I posed this question to a bunch of uh, students at UNM. They, they were all in their late teens, early 20s, and trying to get them to wrap their minds around the fragility of society. Okay, somebody drops a couple of kilos in the water source. I know there's multiple sources up the hill. And what does this drug do? Makes you go to sleep. Okay, you're done. Okay, now, once you're asleep... And you mean, you mean like now? Like during this phone call? Like... As if. <laughs> as if at any point. And then somebody comes around and turns off the power. Remember, a lot of these kids in college have no concept as to where their food comes from. They do not realize that there are people who are farmers and all that stuff. They, they seem to think that, oh, the food shows up in the grocery store, and yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm buying this, that, and the other. Oh, okay, fine. All right. Where did that food come from? Where did all this other stuff come from? Everything, everything shuts down. What happens to your world? You're driving a vehicle... It runs off a GPS-styled, you know, microphone. All right, man. I'm going to have to hang with you later. Uh, I, I got to wake. Wake me up before you go. I, I got, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Check out weather and traffic. How about that? Rudy? He put Rudy to sleep, apparently, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we couldn't resist. Where were we going with that? I had to get control back. I'm sorry, Dad. I was trying no, to. No, I understand back. what you're doing. I was, I was trying to just bring it so, back. So, Here warm Tuesday in the American South. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. We gotta we gotta check out. We were we were going down a. You said we were going down a, de a bad path, Dowd, and uh, we've. Uh, I manifested it <laughs> even even worse just by saying it. You know, Radio Anarchy. My good friend uh, Chris Boros, who's now running a radio station out in uh, Virginia, and uh, he's the producer for the weekend shows, uh, which you now feature, and we hear. 10 p.m. Uh, evenings uh, every single night. So we now Coast to Coast goes from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. And you get five hours of Coast, and he produces that. And last night you heard from Ian Punnett, and uh, he had this great radio show that he started when he came here to the city of Albuquerque, and he actually was the program director at KUNM for a while. He's a great friend, good guy, married a woman for Venezuela. I should say in some ways sort of rescued her. I mean, <laughs> she was lucky to get out of there. Great, great woman. But anyway, long story short, he had a show that he did with his buddy back in Ohio. I don't remember where. But they called it Radio Anarchy. And the format was a little bit like Free Talk Live. 
in that they would sort of take any call on any topic at any time for any reason. You know, they would just literally take they take the phone call. And it was kind of incredible because the, the whole premise of that is what do you want to kind of shout out to everybody? And it was hilarious. Uh, unfortunately, when you're running a program that's uh, sort of news-directed, kind of hard to just kind of uh, jump back into anything. So um, there you go. 550-5500 if you want to text in. He's a, uh, born in 1960 and an Episcopal deacon. Who's this? Ian Punnett. I-A-N-P-U-N-N-E-T. He has his own Wikipedia page. Yep, yep. And by the way, somebody last night connected me with Richard C. Hoagland. So I got to get to my good friend Nick. Nick, I got your message. I know you love that. He would have loved that. That was an Art Bell move. You know, have you seen Art Bell? Yes. Art Bell will literally just... <laughs> 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 just whoa, what, where are we going with this? Uh, uh, Dave's Bedtime Stories, great new segment. <laughs> uh, Eddie, uh, with my black friends, I would say, what's up with my N? It's okay. Put an R uh, at it, and it's wrong. Okay, there you go. Right, A versus Like This is what R, you're, you're yeah, forcing yeah. us to talk about this stuff, folks, because this is stuff we dealt with Ian back has a in the 60s. Oh, he's great. Smart guy. Eddie, uh, yeah, tell Dowd that my daughter greets her female dogs. Oh, okay. uh, what's What's up, my bees? Get it? I, I very uh, much like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, so when you see your female dogs. You can't dog. be arrested for saying that yet. In yes, yes. Um, uh Hi, Eddie. Regarding the Fox News report that was just on, well, don't people of color tend to live in warmer climates to begin with, for God's sake? I, I was thinking it, but I did not say it. <laughs> now it's out there. It certainly was true growing up in the frozen Midwest. But in the northern girls with the way they, right? That's right. Keep the boyfriends warm out there. It was quite white there and not just the snow. Oh. What happened to the BLM story? We'll get to that in a second. Just, just wait. Uh, Eddie, I agree. So important that Dominion machines get rooted out. This, among many other reasons, is why the Republicans in New Mexico are absolutely worthless. After 2020, one of their main focuses should be on ridding New Mexico of these machines. That should be the only focus. They spent $51 million. The other thing that is absolutely crucial and key is your Secretary of State, uh, Maggie Toulouse, Oliver, she won't lose, spent $51 million on the Dominion voting machines. Yep. Here we are at another election, same machines. I wish they'd just switch the R for Republican to a capital D already and just be honest about it. Ooh. Eddie, hello. I heard Joy from Channel 4 KOB was in a checkout line at a store and was told by someone in line, no Asians here. How rude to attack her race. Um, or oh, Joy Wang? Prove that. Prove that. This is this is the kind of crap that destroys yes. the community. Yes. If that story were actually true, uh, let's go. I know I saw the news report, I want to say, like 10 years ago. Remember, you see these types of things that take place. And it's it's those type. If that actually happened and you can prove it to me, I'll be the first person to invite Joy Wang here to tell me exactly exactly how it happened to her. And I would want to hear it. Mm -hmm. And then I'd also want to hold those people accountable. Don't you think, Doubt? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just funny, Eddie, you, you were on this from day one. We're coming up uh, one, one month from less than one month. We'll have the one-year anniversary of that Santa Fe uh, Indi- was Indian restaurant yeah. where su- supposedly people spray-painted Trump 
2020, and it was a white supremacy attack of Trump voters. Right, right, as right, far right. as I know, no one's been arrested. Nothing's come out about that, and it reminds me that I need to get on that case and start talking to the, the cops up there. They, I'm sure they won't talk to me, the official spokespeople, but why has this hate crime, it's almost a year now, you, you called it on the first day, Eddie, I thought, boy, he's being really bold, and you said this, this was probably staged. Um, and uh, not, I'm not accusing the owner of staging it, but but in terms of the people who broke in and what they spray painted, they were trying to put the, you know, uh, put the accusation on on uh, Trump voters and white supremacists. And it just rem- it just reminded me, Eddie, it's almost a year since that happened. There's, there's been no arrests. If I'm not mistaken, didn't they paint on the? Uh, yeah, here it is. Vandals caused estimated 100k yep. damage to Indian in June restaurant. of 2020. Didn't they write N word everywhere? I think they did. Yeah, and I believe Trump even something like you know Trump, which made yeah, it Trump, much yeah Trump 20, less likely that it was from Trump. Trump, Trump 2020. I've, I've eaten at that restaurant. Great place. Yeah, yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of uh, famous politicians on the wall. If you're near the register there, okay. all famous people who come in and out will eat at that place okay. or or ate at that place. Is it is it available? It's great food. You know, Mirza I will I will eat that till the cows come home. Right? But you called you, it but, that next day. You said cow- this was not a. This is likely a, a frame up job, and and we have no right. no arrests have been made. Kind of curious that no arrests have been made of those Trump supporters a year almost a year later. You missed my joke. I'm going to eat that Mirza Shanadeli till the cows come home. Because the cows, cows actually come home. Yes. Yes. There we go. Yes. I get it. I There's get always it. a few connections there. Okay, vandals damaged the interior furnishings of an Indian restaurant in downtown Santa Fe. Spray-painted racist comments on walls and art objects in the building, as first reported by the Santa Fe reporter. Santa Fe, New Mexico, reports that the cost of the damage to India Palace uh, was estimated at $100,000. The damage included smashing a, a buffet and overturning tables and chairs. Cameron Bowner, an associate of the restaurant owner, and his son said the comments included white supremacist stuff. And then what do they feature? Right on the, the picture from the Santa Fe reporter, Trump 2020. Yeah, more more pictures. Go back to uh, white power. Go back. Yes, because I'm sure there's lots of white power people in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, Santa Fe Mayor Alan Weber issued the following statement about course, the vandalization. Yeah. This hate crime is sickening and appalling. We need to stand up as a community and denounce this despicable act. We'll find whoever did and punish them the full extent of the law. Uh, have you found that? Have you found them, Alan Weber? I'd love to know. The Sings are a longstanding Sikh family that has used its own resources to feed homeless Santa fans throughout the goodness of their hearts. Love Sikhs. Uh, uh, also, Eddie, for the uh, we back at the time, back your, last your, June, your face is lighting up. We did like not a, have like the, the, the presence in Los Alamos and Santa Fe that we do now. Mm. And uh, any of our listeners up in the greater Santa Fe area... If you've heard any kind of rumblings, maybe you know somebody in law enforcement up there, we're looking to find out what's happened a year later, yeah. uh, that alleged white supremacist crime. So if you want to just uh, shoot an email over to Eddie, shoot, shoot an email over to me, we'd love to read what you have to say. Remember, we're more liberal in CD1 now than we are in CD3. More people voted for Trump in CD3 uh, up in Los Alamos That's That's and Santa Fe. So interesting need to remember interesting that. shift, so, yeah. yeah. For them to be attacked this way breaks our hearts. We absolutely reject racism and tolerance and hate as mayor and as a community. We rise in unity to support the things and their employees. Absolutely. Michelle Lujan Grisham also reacted to the vandalization. I'm absolutely heartbroken and disgusted by this racist attack. I spoke to Mr. Singh this morning and let him know that our community is with him. We will not stand for such hatred in New Mexico. Santa Fe Police Department said the case has been classified as a hate crime. Okay, so what's curiously missing? What's the number one thing that Amazon will sell you for the last year on their website? As soon as you go there, go to Amazon.com. I know you never do. 
I know. I used to be a loyal customer. No more. I know. No more. It never does. What's the first thing no they're going to sell you? It's amazing. Fire HD10 with Alexa. Okay. Uh, and what else? What else? Let's see. Coffee maker. Okay. <laughs> uh, fashion. And then watch in theater movies at home. Okay. Scroll. Premium skincare. Swimwear. Mm. Premium fragrance. Okay. Uh, Nabisco snacks, Oreos, Ritz crackers. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting what you what you want from me, but I'm just reading what's there. Cameras. Cameras, okay. Cameras. They sell yep. them to you. Blink cameras. Oh, yeah. They yep. sell you the other cameras. They've got like three or four different... A whole bunch of gifts for dads, stereo yeah. equipment, cameras, grills. Always, yeah, you know, yeah, cameras yeah. are used for, for home security. Okay. That's what they, they... Alexa devices, sort of a form of that. They're going to use that, uh, right, in our pre-crime division in my report. 20, 2054, right? That's what they're going to do. Alexa told me you were you were already plotting to kill your wife, right? You know that's what, so. I just said that right now, so the Alexa can turn around and report that back to Jeff Bezos, and then uh, Tom Cruise can drop in with uh, six of his. If buddies. Alexa had ever listened to me the last <laughs> twenty years of my life, I'd, I'd have been in jail so long ago. <laughs> You'd know, I'd be in the bottom of a dungeon far, far away, out out to mm. sea. <laughs> Let's look at the Santa Fe report. Uh, the Santa Fe reporter very quickly. Got to look at this because. Uh, this it, and it says the N word and it has paintings over uh, F ISIS. Um, let's see some of the other stuff that they have. I walked in the kitchen. I saw everything. It was like, hold on, what? What is going on here? White power, Trump twenty twenty, go home and far worse spray painted on walls, doors, counters, and other available surfaces. Like uh, uh, something like this should have been videoed, right? Oh sure, sure. And I don't think you don't generally see stuff like this. Uh, take the case in point, RPNM being attacked by, uh, remember, last year? I mean, you got the video of that guy. There you go. Most of the stuff is recorded. Like, if you're going to do acts of vandalism, there's people photographing and videoing everything. Like, you video people who are, like, driving drunk on the road. Right? I mean, it's like, well, this guy's swerving. Whip out your cameras just in case there's a, right? That's what we all sort of do. I mean, I, I know I do. If I see some, someone just kind of going crazy and driving fast, I'll just let you know. As soon as I can possibly uh, take a video, and if I wish we could, you know, send it somewhere. Because I've got this, this, this vehicle. I literally just hit the cruise control, and it, and it stops and starts, and it, it tells me if I'm in and out of the lane, right? Oh, nice. And it goes the The boys must love to watch that work. You go with the speed of traffic, right, to and fro. The traffic's going. Like, you can never speed if you're going with the flow of traffic. And we all volunteer that that's okay. So if everybody's going 70, we're all going 70. We're all going 65, we're all going 65. But the a-hole who's weaving in and out, you know, basically about to take out you and your family, right? Don't you want something to happen? And what do we know about the, the roads out there? It's lawless. There's nobody patrolling. The best thing that you can do, and this would be, I, I advocated for this when I was interested in running for mayor back in 2017, is you should have, you know, <laughs> I hate to say it, but a, a, a junior G-man badge for all these guys that are out there, you know, trying to say, hey, who is out there? What you do? And we're going to follow up with you. Now, in Phoenix, Arizona, they have a giant loop, okay? And there's a place called Paradise Valley. Let me tell you something that does not happen in Paradise, PV. You know what doesn't happen in PV? People don't speed ever because there's literally cameras, and it's a, it's, it's a you know, very affluent community. 
they have cameras at every single intersection. Wow. And they have your registration. It goes directly back to where your home is, and you get a ticket, and you pay it in 30 days. And if you don't pay it, we're going to come get your car. Okay? Wow. We don't need lawlessness on our roads. Where does all these, these things happen? Now, what happens on the loop in Phoenix? When you're on the loop and you're driving the 101, it's very interesting. Okay, I mean, they've had this for 20 years now, 15 years. You're driving past, and there's these, they used to have these nighttime racers, and I remember they had them all the time, all the time. You're like, well, these guys are, you know, there's like a, a crowd of like 70 bikes, 80 bikes. Well, what do you think they did with all that stuff? They stopped all that. There's no longer people driving through Phoenix in the middle of the night at, at 100, 110, 120 miles an hour oh. because all of that stuff is photographed, and those guys know it. Where do they go? They have to go to places where they can actually drag race and speed and, you know, do all their little tricks. And that I think that's an important thing. Yeah, that, yeah. That's just good government, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm not into a controlled state, you know. I remember when I when we had the red light cameras here, you know, and I was driving through. Very controversial. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, honestly, I, I was wrong. I was speeding through an intersection. How many people have been, uh, what's the most dangerous thing that you do every single day? You get in your car. More dangerous than COVID. That even. is the most dangerous thing that every single person Absolutely. does every single day. Absolutely. And who knows what someone is suffering from on a bad breakup, lost their job. Be a million like, I mean, who knows, right? And people lose their mind between the music, the information they're getting, or whatever they're feeling. And then they've got all they have is their right foot. Listen, we're not even factoring in alcohol yet, folks. Or French fries. <laughs> Think about how awful that is. Yeah, yeah. Every single day, you might not get home because you got into a car accident. The very famous comedian uh, who lost his life after he had shut down his uh, laughs company. And he was driving home and just out of nowhere, 3 o'clock in the morning, on his motorcycle, just taken out. And that, that impacted me because just the week before, he was talking to our University of New Mexico. I'm like, wow. Wow. You know, just how quickly life can be taken from you. So there you go. We'll get to a lot of the other stuff tomorrow. Uh, this this has been a haphazard show today. I was like, I hear Biden's sister is married to a high up at Dominion. I don't know he has this. Supposedly 60% of people are vaccinated, but yet all the stores, only 5% at the most, not wearing masks. God help us if something really bad ever actually does happen, Eddie. I'm not feeling too good living in the society of uh, pansies. Skittish dogs are the first to bite. Ooh, wow, I like that. Yeah, you know that to be true. I do. Just saw a sign on Wyoming and Academy that said, only fascists pack the courts. Ooh. What does that mean? Interesting. Are we talking about the attempt to go to Supreme Court? Is this a little, nice little sign on our, on our behalf? Yeah, Wyoming our Academy? <laughs> Rationality. Wow. Uh, I don't have Instagram, so, oh, here it is. This is the Joy Wang reports. Okay. Oh, is there a link? Or? Yeah, I think so. I'm not. I'm not on Instagram. Joy Wang reports. There it is. Let's see if we. Nope. She reports okay, on herself. So, yeah, she <laughs> reported on herself. Um, Never make yourself a story, sweetie. This no past weekend, as I was celebrating five years of working in New Mexico, a man in front of me at the checkout line said, "No Asians, no Asians." I froze and cried at home. I'm not asking for your sympathy, but I do hope realize anti-Asian rhetoric exists. In every community, uh, I would like that documented, and I think if that actually happened, she should have filed a complaint a, with the business. Uh, not just a complaint with the business; I believe that would be considered hate. Oh, uh, human, the business. state human rights agency yeah, or whatever. Well, no, 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 well, she should be going. Uh, don't you think a bigger deal if this was real? Yeah, yeah. I question whether or not this is real. There's no reason to believe what is being said 
unless she's going to follow that up. If you're brave enough to go ahead and file a report on your own social media, yeah, exactly. you should go ahead and go after the business, <laughs> and you should also go after that person personally and hold that person accountable. I mean, for God's sakes, you're the fourth estate. You're, you're part of the largest news organization in the state. Yep. Is that fair? As the great Adam Carolla says, it, it all comes down to narcissism. Our society is just drenched in narcissism. Could, you, Eddie, could someone say something to you that would make you go home and cry? No. I, don't, I don't think anybody could say anything. No, like that. I mean, I, no, I know that, that that's impossible. I mean, uh, I could make myself cry by thinking about something, but, <laughs> but, but Joy, I would encourage Joy Wang if that happened, and maybe she did, and yeah, I would maybe encourage her to go ahead and do it, and I would give her space on the radio station to talk about that. Sure, sure. I think that's absolutely something that we should talk about. If that happened, I want to know the business, what happened, and I want to talk about her experience as a uh, maybe an Asian American, if you will. I would never ask somebody that. I think that's and, and there's also a group of people like who racism? can't read the room. It might it, it could have been a really bad attempt at a joke too. You have to understand context, oh. tone of voice. You know, uh, that would actually make me sadder. Somebody realizing that well in this in this era, around, you can't make those jokes. No, walk really. around with your earphones on. Don't engage anyone. Mind your business. Mind your business. Well, walk in, walk out. Ignore everybody. Trust me. Okay? Uh, don't hold the... Uh, don't... I don't want you guys to be COVID killers. Don't hold the door open for anybody at any place. If it doesn't have automatic doors, maybe you don't want to go in. That's right. Never think about another human being again. Ever We're going to have a wonderful society if everyone follows that. Well, if you do follow that. I mean, someone was holding the door open. I went to the mall the other day, and the woman kept holding the door open for me, and I'm like, okay, well, it's clear that I'm not wearing a mask, and my two kids aren't wearing a mask. Why are you holding the door open for me if you're wearing a mask? Right, right. And as far as I'm concerned, aren't you the one? If we're since we're all playing here, we're all playing uh, who's he what's LARPing anyway. Yeah. We're all doing who's he what's it's. You decided <laughs> that you didn't want to get vaxxed, and I'm the one who's vaxxed because I'm not wearing a mask. When it's probably actually the opposite, isn't it? Yep, yep. Wow. Sometimes I amaze myself with. Just the level of in, I, I'm so I'm incredulous at where society like society is completely broken down. Yes, in every way, is. shape, and form. I never thought like, I'd see I it can't like tell my children to hold the door open for yeah. somebody. Oh, go open the door. Say please. My my the greatest thing about my kids, uh, besides them, is their manners. You've oh, seen them. They're the well behaved, most two old well behaved little boys I've ever met in my life. <laughs> they go in. They know exactly what they're doing. You know. Uh, not bad, Eddie. I listened from today, and I made it all the way to... Uh, oh, I made it on until Show Killer was on. Eddie, I think uh, what Dave was getting at was young people... Oh, my God, here we go. I think that Dave was getting at was that young people, or a good majority of the people these days, wouldn't know what to do if this crap hits the fan. To your point about cheating, Joe Biden cheated in law school, got caught, lied about his grades, got caught, plagiarized his speeches, got caught, stole the VP's office. I'm going to give this to you, Dowd. And then I want you to let's just put this in people's uh, the notes tomorrow. Okay. Got caught, sold the VP's office to China and Ukraine, and got caught. I could go on, but you get the picture. He cheats no matter what he does, and it catches up with him. We have to have the integrity and the honesty when we conduct ourselves and when it comes to elections. Well, yes, this is perfect. One of the first steps in uh, that is ridding the country of the Dominion machines. God bless you all in the Kiva. God bless you in the USA. Kevin. I don't know. I just feel this unbelievable need to talk all day. I'm sorry about that. Uh, some days it's just like that. I'm glad to have Dowd back. Uh, Eddie, I got rerun on I-40 while going 70 miles an hour. That person ran and I followed them. Couldn't get close enough to get a license plate number. That's crazy. Is that crazy? That's from my good friend, uh, Michael, Michael Hendricks. So there. PV is now Russia? Oh, wow. Really? You really think that that's Russia? Think about the, you know, think about the stupid people who are out there that are speeding. 
Shouldn't those people be penalized? I mean, generally, I think reasonable people can can disagree about. I mean, public. Hey, listen, it's public safety. You know. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez reveals she's attending therapy and learning to slow down after the Capitol riot. <laughs> she's most definitely not getting the vaccine. Finally, a celebrity publicly refuses the death jab instead of taking the money and perks for promoting it. Oh, this is funny. Uh, I can't read fragments, unfortunately, even though you're very funny. Heidi, I saw a sign on Paseo that read, Media is the virus. I think uh, that's the second time. That's been texted in. Eddie, if there's so much Asian hate, then why are there so many eating at Vietnamese, Thai, and Chinese restaurants? Great question. Great question. I just I just had noodles at lunch. Thai noodles. I had uh, I had pizza. I had Italian and Thai today. I love the institutional racism argument in America because you have the most successful people in America by race and ethnicity are folks from East Asia. So if whitey hates everybody who isn't whitey, how are we holding back East Asians who are thriving in this country? So it, it doesn't really fit their narrative perfectly well, right? I mean, <clears throat> reality has a way of interfering with uh, left-wing narratives. Yeah, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, well, I, I, I uh, spotted in my mind that I was going to play uh, Ebony and Ivory. Uh, you might remember that yes. from back in the day. Uh, Joe Piscopo. Yes. <laughs> I am dark and you are light. I you are blind as a bat and I have sight. Uh, I one think, of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I may have played this at, at uh, one time. I don't even know if this is on, but this used to be comedy back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Is, uh, oh, let's see if uh, let's see if it's even in there. Yep, there it is. Still there. A miracle. Yep, uh, Eddie Murphy says microaggression. How can we allow this? I don't. I don't know. We, can, we can't laugh at ourselves in America anymore. Yeah. Uh, we've really uh, a year ago was it today George Floyd yeah I believe so and then all hell has uh, broken loose uh, forget COVID the real the real crime is is that let's uh, let's end here thanks everybody for listening see you tomorrow bright and early 4pm right, thanks Rennie we're all set to record as soon as he gets here Mr. Sinatra good 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 son come here come here how does the album sound so far Oh, it's excellent, Mr. Sinatra. Thank you, thank you. That's very nice. I want to do some tunes that the young people will enjoy. That's why I'm calling this album Frank Sings Tunes the Young People Will Enjoy. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Sinatra, sir. He's here. Patrolman. Yes, sir. Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder, you are aptly named. Like I said many times, you are truly a wonder. Thanks a lot, Frank. Let me ask you something. Do you do your own hair? Uh, no, I don't. Then you got no excuse. <laughs> Little joke, Stevie looks great. Come on over here to the piano. It's right in front of you, my friend. You all right there? There you go. Fine. You know, Frank, I feel that it's a tremendous honor to be recording with you. Thank you, Stevie. I feel I feel the same. I, I'm very much into that tune you do with the Beatle kid. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the one that looks like a broad? His name's Paul McCartney, Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the dude. Uh, would you be so kind as to uh, run down that song for me, Stevie, please? Ebony. Uh. And ivory live together in perfect.
Stevie, yeah, hold, 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 Stevie. Now, 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 something tells me that this is more than a song about playing the piano. Uh, Frank, it, it's about racial equality and the unity of all people. Well, uh, I don't understand. When I think Ebony, I think of a magazine that most people do not buy. <laughs> and, and when I think of Ivory, I think of a soap that floats. Ebony and Ivory are the black and white keys on the piano, Frank. I uh, see. I know that. You know that. But it's too artsy for the public, Kabish. Now, I talked I talk to uh, the master, Sammy Khan, and uh, Sammy is a, uh, a marvelous, marvelous songwriter. No offense, Steve. And uh, uh, Sammy thinks we should go with something like uh, chocolate and vanilla. Or uh, how about this? Life is an Eskimo pie. Why don't we take a bite? Yeah. I'm afraid that might be a bit offensive to some people. Hey, who cares what the Eskimos think? They don't buy records, huh? <laughs> Okay, Steve. Let's see. Ebony and Ivory, huh? Ebony and Ivory. Ebony. Hey, Stevie, what the hell are we beating around the bush for? This is 1982. Let's get right to the point, huh? Here, take it from the tops. Well, swing it, Stevie. With a bounce, baby. You are black. I am white. Life's an Eskimo pilot. Take a bite, that was Ruby thinking, Lincoln, when you set them free. We all know, cats are the same name to Mexico. Good, bad, guys and chicks. I am dark and you are light. You are blind as a bat. <laughs>